Friday nights down the park causing mischief. 18 fights, 18 wins and 7 gold medals. I've been stabbed in the neck and I've been stabbed in the, uh, in the leg twice. The only thing I can describe he had was two Rambo style knives. Booze, the, the monkey noises. Please do me a favour, I need you to go and get my mum. Hi guys, welcome back to the In Brother Words podcast, episode 11. And today we've got another Burton on Trent lad done good, Fraser Clark. Thank you very much for joining us today. Anybody who no doesn't know Fraser, um, Fraser is on the Team GB squad for boxing. Um, he's a super heavyweight. In 2018, you won the Commonwealth Games, um, amongst various other things you've won as well. And uh, this year, obviously, you were going to potentially be going to the Olympics as well, which we'll get to later on. Um, so yeah, Fraser's an amateur boxer, and we'll, uh, we'll get to that later on. Fantastic. All right, so let's, um, let's start right back from the beginning um, on the kind of school days and stuff. So we know you're a, a Burton lad. De Ferris as well, yeah, same as us. Yeah, I was in Whitney's year, yeah. I said this the other day because when I looked on the Instagram, I just seen your face. You know, you recognize people straight away. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I put a face to it, but I, I couldn't put a name or remember one. But now you said it. Yeah, I yeah. Remember, yeah. I was yeah. there. Then Robbie was the year below me, so probably a little bit yeah, earlier. A little bit younger, you, but yeah. 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 But um, yeah, tell us a little bit kind of. Um, when you think back to childhoods, was it are they happy memories, school oh, yeah. memories? Good. I, I had a great, great childhood, and uh, the Ferris was. I loved the Ferris. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've been back. I went back after the Commonwealth Games, and it was just like going home. And honestly, yeah. like the teachers, um, the just the place, the smell, the you know the, the bacon twist. <laughs> oh mate, <laughs> yeah. we've, we've spoken about go that down the storm. Yeah. No, I had a great childhood, um, you know, um, older brother, younger sister, great mum and dad, um, lived in Orninglow uh, for most of my life, you know, knew everyone in the area mm-hmm. at first, then I knew everyone in the whole of Burton before, like now, now I know everyone in the whole of Burton, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just that's just how it's always been, I always get on, along with most people, um, so great times, you know, from, from Friday nights down the park causing mischief to, to summer holidays, you know. Nine, ten, nine, ten hours a day playing football on the five sides. Yeah, Lurky, all the oh, rest of it. Yeah, you know? What was your really? like? What was your local park in Burton? Whereabouts were you um, actually? I'd raised? say I'd say Carver Road. Carver Road. I was going to say that. Car- yeah. Carver Road, and then then it sort of progressed up to St Luke's Park. Mm-hmm. Um, then Bitham, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, you know what? I was a bit of a bit of a, a rogue traveller to be fair. I, I used to go in every different area because I, I know people from everywhere so I'd be in I'd be in Winsor, yeah. I'd be Stapenall, I used to venture over to Derby. Um but I'd say, you know, th- my first park would be Carver Road. You know, there's a few people down there. Um uh, anybody out LJ, uh Luke Dillon Hugo. I think LJ's Connor's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah Connor's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. stuck around there uh, quite a bit. I saw yeah. Luke Poynton. Luke Poynton, Hayden Shorthouse, yeah. Josh Williams. You know, there's, there's probably loads more I could think of. Owen Dillon. <laughs> we'll just do an hour of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we had, uh, you know, we had great memories down there. Football, like I say, Lurky, Codex, all, all them times there. It was, it was brilliant. I loved it. So, um, Tell us then how it went, uh, at what kind of um, age did boxing start to come into your life? So when did you start getting into that? I got into boxing when I was 11. And I think, it, you know, I was I was at William Watson first. That was my school. And, you know, you, you try every sport. And then it was literally just as I was going to uh, the Ferris. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that, that's, you know, 
top and bottom, I was a fat kid. I was little and I was round and I was chubby. And I wanted to lose a bit of weight, but I also, my brother was at DeFerro's at the time. He was, he was a few years older than me. And I can remember him coming home a few times and he was getting into, he was, you know, I could hear the stories. He was getting into bother. He was having this, what, and then I, I can, I can always remember this. And he says to me, I said, oh, it'll be all right next year. You'll be up there. We'll be, we'll have to look after each other. And I thought, mate, you're asking the wrong person here because mm-hmm. I've never threw a punch in my life at that yeah. point. Yeah. So I thought, you know, and then I spoke to dad. Dad was a, a boxing fan. Um, I, I was always a boxing fan, but not as much as my dad. And then I went down there one time. I went down with uh, five, of my, five of my mates, me and four others, like my best mates. And, you know, after one week, there was just three of us. Then another week, there was two of us. Then three weeks, four weeks later, I was the only one left. And then mm-hmm. now, bloody, uh, so 11, I'm 28 now. Yeah. I'm there 17 years later. There you so go. 18 years later, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the only one still still at it. But yeah. it's, it's my job now. It's become my passion and, and my job. So, you know, I'm, I couldn't be more happy. It's not like going to work. It's uh, it's just a hobby that I get paid for. And, you know, I'm hopefully going to live a dream by doing it. Yeah, amazing. So was that Burton ABC? So that's, is that near Carver Road, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like two seconds away. So it was like yeah. two minutes from my house. It, originally, it was on Wharf Road. It was nothing but a um, just a garage. Um, you know, when, when I first went, it was like a, a little setup. But it, I loved that place so much. It was pro- proper like Rocky style, spit, sawdust, mm-hmm. um, no running water. <laughs> Um, and you know the old the old um, manager Pete used to sit on the on the side of the ring with smoking and fire. Really? It was like proper old school. Yeah. I did love that. I think that's what made me fall in love with it. Just the uh, the smells, the people, the characters. There's no other characters like you. You meet in a boxing gym. I can promise you that yeah. nowhere in the world. So I really enjoyed that and fell in love with fell in love with the sport from there. Really. Yeah. So what's that like then being a kid? So obviously we'll get to it in terms of you going into Team GB in, in your teens, but. From 11 to what 17 18 that learning process and, and being in around the gym how often do you go and that sort of stuff what's, what's it like so at first uh, it was it was two days a week i was going I was going on a tuesday and thursday and i'd say for the first and and i sort of picked up that i was getting good at it after probably about four or five weeks i just knew i had a little bit of a knack to it and then it went from just training in the gym to then you're at home or every mirror you walk past the typical boxer thing every mirror you walk past you throw a couple of shots yeah yeah um so that was happening a lot at home and then you know i can remember not being able to do three press-ups so then uh, the nightly thing for me was you know you got to try and do a few more try and do a few more and i could see myself improving mm-hmm. i could see the coaches taking to me and i just thought you know out of all the different sports i've done at school there was finally one that i was the best that out of my friends and yeah. and and eventually better than everyone in the, in the country at it. So yeah. it was like it was. It took a lot of time, but it got a lot more serious. I'd say. And my first fight when I was fourteen, and from then it sort of just got a lot more serious. Yeah. So it was about three years of. No, I won't say playing at it, but it was more of a. You're excited to go. You want to see. You want to see the other lads that are down there. You have a good laugh. You get the work done, but it's a bit of fun. Um, so it was never. I I was lucky. I never had no pressure off my, my like my my dad. Even though he took me mm-hmm. down there, he was sort of like, "Listen, if you want to do that, that's what you do. Yeah. I'm not going to put no pressure on you. You enjoy it. You keep doing it." Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. it. Was my it was my getaway. It was it was the one thing I was good at and sort of give me that confidence. So I enjoyed. I loved it every second of it. Yeah. And what about your physical development then? Because obviously everyone's a 
kid at 11 aren't they and then yeah. and then obviously you turn to you know you're a big guy now so oh, I, in terms of like the weight classes and stuff you're in as a kid like how does that work the thing is so obviously i was I was 11 when i started and I, I couldn't i couldn't tell you the weight that i was then but i can remember i first boxed i think it was at like 92 kilo and i was 14 so really? that's like yeah oh so so, and, <laughs> so i was i mean i was always i was always like little and chubby and then Obviously, I started slimming down through training and growing, and then the height came from somewhere. And you know, now I'm six foot six. But um, back then, it was just like um, it was difficult for me, very difficult for me, because I was never naturally fit mm-hmm. kid. You know, some kids that can just they can run all day. They're and natural athletes. Yeah, natural kids, athletes. Yeah. I've never been that guy. So everything that I have, I have to work for. Mm-hmm. Like at the minute, um, my fitness is is not where it should be, for one or two other reasons. You know, mainly because. I've sort of lost a bit of discipline through through the lockdown, and, and mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm sure, everyone is. You know, yeah, you yeah. know, people, people have a lot of local people, especially around the area, would have seen me in the pubs in Swad, Newall, Burton, wherever. Um, and I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize to them or to, or to myself because yeah. I made that decision. But I, I'd say it had a bit of an effect on me. But now, mm-hmm. it, now I'm now I'm back in the gym. I'm refocused, and you know you start living that discipline lifestyle again. Yeah. Amazing. So um, I want to talk to you about getting into Team GB in the first place. Then, so how old are you, and, and how does that process work in terms of going from just a normal kid doing amateur shows every so often to getting into the GB team? So that it was a strange one for me compared to how it is for everyone else because I was a super heavyweight, and um, at the time GB was desperately in need for. A couple of super heavyweights like um there wasn't it wasn't a popular weight division we didn't have no no good lads to be honest mm-hmm. um so i can remember I'd, I'd only had a few fights i think i'd had five fights and then i became the national champion of junior champion mm-hmm. of england mm-hmm. and then i was selected to go and box for england in ireland in a um in a little um like four nations kind of kind of um tournament yeah it was uh, england ireland italy and someone else mm-hmm. then i boxed for england again in the actual uh flight four nation you know similar to the rugby so scotland yeah england yeah. Mm-hmm. wales ireland so and, and i won that um is that still junior so that's still that's yeah. still junior so i was only like i think i was se- i think i was 17 mm-hmm. just not long to 17 then at, and at this point i'm working i'm I bear in mind i've left school i've got an apprenticeship i'm working at thurco engineering you know, I was wasn't going to be an engineer ever. It just wasn't for me. But you know, mum and dad, you need to get a trade. Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Whatever, mum. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> listen. Apply, apply for something. Got that? I'll give it a go. Um, and then I got a letter through the post one day from GB Boxing. You know, we'd like to like you to come up on a trial. Happiest day of my life to get received yeah. that letter. But I knew. I've heard about this, you know, it's like hearsay, it's the toughest place in the world. You know, the training's ridiculously hard mm-hmm. and I'm a chubby 17-year-old that that can't run a mile, can't <laughs> do 10 press-ups, can't do five yeah. pull-ups and, and, and struggle to do a sit-up. So it was um, it was a bit of an intimidating thought. I, I, I got the train up there uh, with my bag and my, my stuff and I went there and I must have done all right because out of about... I think there was about 20 super heavyweights. Me me and two others made the cut. And I was the youngest. I was 17 and there was and there was 30-year-olds there. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they've seen something for the future that was going to develop, but 
someone seen something in me and um yeah and that was then and then and now next the next week i'm at work i get home there's a letter on the table we'd like you to come and train with us full time um you know you have to make a decision whether you want to carry on working or mm -hmm. you want to come and join team gb i mean for me it's a no-brainer yeah you know I, i just go with is that because you weren't really doing anything that you were like majorly I, I, passionate I, I didn't, about i anyway. didn't enjoy it so yeah for me it was just you know what you, this is something i enjoy i'm gonna get paid for it more than i was getting at work on the apprentice wage i'm uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and do yeah, it well, uh, not, yeah obviously in in my parents eyes it's probably i think they were humming and ahhing about it whereas mm -hmm. you know is this the right thing to do you haven't finished your apprenticeship yet but i made that decision straight away in my head you know it was a no-brainer i'm gonna go and do this we'll see where it goes we'll just take it and run with it mm-hmm amazing definitely uh, paid off for you didn't yeah it? so in terms of like um so that's then a job isn't it so i think like i say some people watching this might not know much about boxing and obviously you're an amateur boxer yeah but that's not really the right word for it is it because no, no. you're sort of a professional amateur if that makes sense yeah. it's a full-time job essentially what you're doing yeah now, isn't it? you know you get you do get the amateur boxing and there's different levels to it like um there's there's n even the professional side of things there's no one that that has to be more professional than than me and the mm -hmm. lads on our squad the team yeah. gb squad you know five days a week three times a day i can go to i can end up going away for three weeks to training camp uh you know 10 days away here training camp away there and if i get a call right now you needed back in sheffield to go and do this or do that i have to be there it's just like you know it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a full-time military yeah. sort of operation um, yeah but um yeah but they call it amateur because it just allowed the, the differences between the amateur and the professional setup is you, you can still box in the Olympics as an amateur. If, you, mm -hmm. if you're a professional, you cannot box in the Olympics. So my goal being the Olympics, yeah. I had to make that choice to not turn professional mm -hmm. and stay with the amateur route. Okay, so you would have been um, around the Team GB squad uh, during training and everything for the 2012 Olympics. So um, just wondering what kind of, what that was like, big occasion, obviously. It was it was massive. I mean, I've, I've seen London, I've seen Rio. Obviously, I watched Beijing 2008, but that was on the TV from, mm -hmm. you know, not even thinking about maybe in that position mm -hmm. london was massive um what it did for the country but for our sport in in general with boxing you know like the media side of things it was crazy you know the, the guys were training uh there was cameras all over the gym mm -hmm. you know we had sponsored cars sponsored fuel cards mm -hmm. sponsored food from from all over the place and you know the it was just a massive deal and um you know, it was great to see, you know, I seen a, a lot of my friends go there and, and do well. And that, that was like, you know, that was a real inspiration for me. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. So obviously watching AJ uh, there as well. I imagine yeah, that, you what know, effect did that have on you? Yeah, you know, it was like me, me and Josh had did a lot of work on the build up to London. Um, you know, we've been, been around the world and we trained hard and stuff like that. And, you know, I, the deck, so I I was actually went down to London. I seen um, the semifinals. Yeah. The next day, I was you know I was young going on a lads all day. I can remember I, was, I ended up in Iron Upper, yeah, uh, for the final. And uh, um. you know I'm 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 running around crazy trying to trying to find a screen, yeah, find a screen. So look, it's all that red button and stuff on it. So we need the boxing on, mate. We got the, <laughs> uh, so we, we got the boxing on, and yeah. uh, I think people thought, oh, who's this lunatic? You know, I was screaming, jump because he had a really close fight with um, Roberto Camarelli, the yeah. Italian super heavyweight. Really good fight. Mm. Um, and I was screaming, people were must have thinking, who's he, who's he shining out there? Like, 
And I was saying to people, I said, he's my mate, he's my pal, he's my pal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, whatever, mate, whatever. Uh, anyway, next, you know, next thing he wins the Olympic Games. Now he's a global Yeah, superstar. it completely you know transcends I mean? yeah. everything, doesn't it? So I think just for a bit of context then, so um, within the Team GB squad, um, only one person is allowed to go for each weight Yeah, so, so there's there's one, there's one 10 weight categories. Mm-hmm. There's one person per, per weight. So yeah, allowed to go to like the Olympics and things like Olympics, that. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to qualify and stuff and, you know, so uh, at that time, there would have been what Joshua and then maybe Joe Joyce and then and then you maybe no. and that, around that time, early days. I mean, early days. Yeah. No, that Joe Joe wasn't there. There was me, a guy called Aminizer, okay, and and Joshua. There was like I was twenty twelve, so I, I was young. Then there was Joshua was a little bit older than Aminizer was a little bit older than him. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua Joshua at the time, I'd I'd, I'd boxed Joshua in two thousand and ten. In 2010 at Belvedere Club in Burton, and and that uh, is mental. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy, yeah. yeah. I lost. I lost Did you go on the cat- uh, the caterpillar cat- slide afterwards? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that? What a legendary yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah. What a legendary <laughs> thing that was. <laughs> what a legendary. Yeah, I lost to him. On, I lost to him on points, and then, um, then he, he, you know, I'd say he sort of progressed. I, I didn't. I didn't stay still. I was still doing okay myself, but mm-hmm. you know, the like I said, I, I didn't think I was developed enough to go to that Olympics. You know, I could, I could, I could competed possibly, but looking at the people that were around at the time, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was, I was, I was a little boy, and there was a lot of grown men there, and I, I wasn't quite physically ready to go. Yeah. Um, Joshua went, and you know, there's no, there's no question about yeah, who should have been there because he won the gold medal. So you know, it was amazing. I was really happy for him. The whole team, in, in fact, you know, Luke Campbell won a gold medal, Nick mm-hmm. Radden won a gold medal, um, Anthony Gogo, Fred Evans. A bronze and a silver, you know, and the, these were just these were just my friends that we, you know, we used to run around the track mm-hmm. together, yeah, um, hit the bag together, go around the world together. So I was, I was just amazed and really happy for my friends. Yeah, and at the uh, English Institute of Sport, where um, the Team GB train, where Fraser trains, there's um, isn't there like a sort of wall of fame? People have their photos, don't they, around the, on the walls? So is yeah, that, is that it, if you win certain things? So it's crazy to say I, I want an Olympic medal so bad Olympic gold medal mm-hmm. but I think more than Olympic medal to have my picture on that wall I will cry 100% because yeah. you walk I've been going in that gym for 10 years and I look at all these faces if you win Olympic medal for Great Britain going back to you know years and years ago you're on that wall mm-hmm. you know there's yeah. my, my, one of my, my trainers on there uh, Richie Woodall mm-hmm. there's people from you know donkeys years ago on there who I don't really know but you're you're a very special person if you're on that wall. Yeah, because yeah, thirty years time, somebody might be you know, looking back and your photos on there. Exactly. So it's very inspiring to go in there and see that all the time. And you know, like I say, I think my, my ambition. I always say this is the medal is definitely massive for me. But getting my picture on my, that wall, oh, that will do a lot for me. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. So one of the sort of big first steps you've taken then on on that route was uh, in 2015. You became the British champion, the ABA champion. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, so again, for context, people who don't know, so. The list of the people who've won the ABA is a super heavyweight. It includes Joshua, Tyson Fury, David Price, Chisora. Chisora, you know, you, you go back, there's, there's... Basically, anyone that you've seen on the TV that's done well in the heavyweights have won that national title. Yeah. You know, Frank Bruno, it goes back for mm-hmm. years. The list is endless. Uh, and, you know, that was, at the time, that was like my massive goal was yeah. to become the national champion. When you first start boxing... Not really thinking about Olympics, mm-hmm. national title, national title. I'd won it as a junior, then I'd won the, um, the like I said, the Great Britain Championships as a junior. Yeah, next thing you know, you won that senior elite ABA championship. 
and I'd had a bad time in it. I'd got to the final twice I got to the semi-final once you know I, I first went in there when I was 16 because back then you could sort of um, you could go in when you're a bit a lot younger so I think the first no 17 the first time I went in there mm-hmm. it's 18 now you have to be 18 but I went in there at 17 mm-hmm. I did well I ended up getting to semi-final and I boxed I was 17 I ended up boxing a 30 year old I was doing alright but in the end in the end that, that maturity just got it's the better man's of me strength, isn't yeah it? it just got the better of me and mm-hmm. I lost so and then I got to the final I boxed Joe Joyce and, and I lost there, um, and then I boxed Joe Joyce again and lost to him again. So I was having a terrible time getting mm-hmm. this national championship, you know. And in 2015, to win it was the best feeling ever. Mm. Not just for me, my amateur coaches that had been with me from day one: Richard Joyce, Trev Marler, you know, um, Pete Holmes, Tommy Bickle. These these people, uh, Matt Sturgis. It was unbelievable, you know. You know, I could see how much it meant to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it I. By that time, I had my eyes on it. It was 2015. We got Rio next year. My eyes were on Rio, but to win that for the, for you know for them, yeah. I, you know, I got a title belt, mm-hmm. which I keep meaning. I keep meaning to you know I'm gonna go and give it to Richard Joyce because he was my first main mm-hmm. trainer, and you know without him, I wouldn't be in a position with him now. And I love him to pieces. You know, he was, he's been like a father to me for years. No, Don't speak to him as much anymore. But I know if I pick up the phone tomorrow. I can ring him, yeah. ask him anything boxing related, anything life related. So uh, yeah, that national championship meant a lot to me and a, yeah. lot, a, lot to, a lot to the Burton Boxing Club. I was going to say, so you know like uh, Team GB, say if you win a medal at the Olympics, that's like a major thing mm-hmm. there. For like a, a more sort of local boxing club like Burton, yeah. is it having an ABA champion like really, oh, if really you, if good? You, if, you, if you've got an ABA champion, you're, uh, you're doing well. Your yeah. club's doing well. And that's, that's to, have, to have one. Like, I think we've had, in the last 30 years, I think we've, we've had me and Neville Brown win it at senior level. We've mm-hmm. had a few a few youth champions, um, Tom Shaw, um, who else? Adam Eunice, maybe a couple of others that I can't think of. But if you've got a senior elite champion, you know, there's, yeah. like you're only, you're, there's only 10 every year. Mm-hmm. There's 10 weights. There's yeah, only it's 10, so yeah. It's very, back in the day, you know, I think now it's all about if you could turn in professional, you want an Olympic medal to go with because it sort of gives you, you know, well, it's an Olympic medalist. Yeah. Back in the day, if you won an ABA title, you was turning over as a professional and you was a big deal. Yeah. You was going, you was going on to TV. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I say, just look at the list of people who've won them. It's, exactly. Yeah. Very prestigious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then uh, the 2016 Olympics that you just mm-hmm. just mentioned. So um, going into the Olympics, they have the Olympic qualifying events, mm-hmm. don't they? So I think you actually won the one, didn't you, for the 2016 um, uh, Olympics? Oh yeah, so they have. The, it's in uh, it's like the test event now. Yeah. It's, it's a test event. So basically, the exact spot where the Olympics is going to be, they want they just want to do a little like trial run. Basically, they'll do mm-hmm. that in probably the December before. Um, I went to that in Rio and I boxed. I think I boxed four times. Four people that ended up going to Rio, beat yeah. them all, won the gold medal. You know, it was it was great, but um, but then you weren't chosen for the actual Olympic team. Um, Joe Joyce went. Yeah, instead Joe, of you. Joe Joyce went. I think you know, I lost to Joe in the ABA in the ABA final, and then from that point on, it was really hard to play catch up. Mm-hmm. I think I went on a on a run of 18, 18 fights, eighteen wins, and seven gold medals, and it still wasn't enough to catch him wow. because he was. He was he was winning, I was winning, but because he started just above, it was it was hard to catch him up. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a bit gutted in the sense that when I, I was over in Rio, I went to watch the lads. You know, I went to support the lads and help Joe in preparation. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the the draw sheet, 
I think out of I think there was sixteen people fighting mm-hmm. and I'd beat twelve of them in uh, in the previous twelve months before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just like if only you know if you could have two from each country, we'd have been flying. It probably would have been me. And been, yeah, probably in the final, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know that that was the best form of my career. 2015, 2016, I was absolutely flying. You know. Uh, 2015, 2014, I beat the guy that won the Olympics, the Olympic champ, Tony Yoko. Really? He beat Joe in the final. So, you know, it just shows the form I was in. And it was a gutter to take, but at the same time, I'm not a bitter person. And Joe worked. Joe is an absolute workhorse mm. and worked re- very hard. Yeah. F- not just the fittest heavyweight, probably one of the fittest men I've ever met. So, uh, you know, he well deserved it for him to go and get a silver medal, which I think personally should be a gold. I was going to say, what, what yeah. did you think of the final? Because it's quite a controversial decision, wasn't it? You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of talk about, it and for me, it goes down to one of the real stinkers of Olympic boxing. Yeah, um, I would agree. Obviously, we work on a three, three, three times three minutes point system, mm-hmm. and you know, if you, if you, any of you get the chance to watch and get onto YouTube, put in the uh, Olympic final super heavyweight 2016, you you'll see that our, our man Joe Joyce. For me, he got robbed. But, yeah. but he boxed another good friend of mine, Tony Yoko, you know, French guy. We, we're one apiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I boxed him 2009, lost to him, boxed him 2014, beat him. He's now the Olympic champion. One day I'm coming for you, Tony. If you, <laughs> if you see this podcast, mate, one day I'm coming back. Yeah. I need to show you who's the man. Well, um, if I remember rightly, didn't his wife win a gold medal the day before? Yeah. So, uh, and know, I don't know if that was maybe a story that they wanted. And I think possibly, you know, it was them two with their gold medals oh, on the beach. Easy at the, the nail on the head. Easy at uh, the nail on the head. Tommy's a fan. Easy at the nail on the head, mate. I, I didn't want to. Uh, so it was a bit ironic. Like I was, I was obviously out in Rio and, you know, um, the, deleg- the delegation, the, the head man of, the, um, of the, the Olympics at the time, you know, in a suit and that he's there. And ironically, he's French. Um, yeah. This, the 60 kilo Tony Yoka's wife um, she wins the gold medal then then I think if I remember rightly he, then he proposed to her when she won the medal yeah and then the, the press are getting, obviously the yeah. press are going crazy for it and then he says listen uh, when I win the gold medal tomorrow I'm going to I'm going to we're going to get married here in Rio yeah ends up a really close well not even a close fight I think Joe won unanimously yeah OK uh, magazine on the phone yeah, like that. Yeah, there's literally photos out. of them on the beach and stuff, <laughs> yeah, isn't there, with yeah, their medals so, on and, and stuff. And then, yeah. then, then all of a sudden, you know, he's won this fight. Tony Yoka's won this fight and it's just a bit like, wow. Mm. You know, but um, I don't know how to speak too much on that. Yeah, I mean, but, but, something we'll get onto later if you want to talk about it is the sort of, you know, not corruption or, or some sort of dodgy decisions, which oh, happens yeah. a lot more in yeah, amateur. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously it happens a lot in pro, but yeah. um, in the amateurs, it's... It's quite, it's quite, yeah, it's quite, it's quite common, thing. isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Which is a shame, um, but we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, yeah, so obviously testament to your character and everything that you still went in 2016. Like you said, no bitter feelings. You no, went no. and supported the guys. I was, there, and, I, was, there, I, was there, I was there every day with my flag, my my shades on. I remember you on Ca- TV. Yeah, These get, like getting you on camera on TV loads, weren't they? Because you were like really I had a real buzz. I think my, my Instagram and Twitter was going crazy <laughs> saying, there's a there's a crazy British man yeah. bouncing around, <laughs> bouncing around with the um, with the Union Jack. Is he the bloke from Iron Apple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Face, face paint is, you know, oh, absolutely going out my mind because by this point, you know, these were my best, literally my some of my best friends were fighting. You know, Joe yeah. Cordina, Kez Ashford, Anthony Fowler. You know, mm-hmm. Josh Bawatsi, these guys, are, they're almost family to me. You know, I, I've travelled the whole world with them, mm-hmm. been in absolute crazy situations with them all, all over the world. 
won with them, lost with them, laughed with them and cried with them. So mm -hmm. it just meant that much to me. And anyone will know this if you've done sport, you get you, you do get that little extra percent when you, when you got someone there who you can trust and you're listening to shouting you on and pushing you on mm -hmm. you might just get that little one percent that, that could be the difference so yeah. <laughs> i felt like it was my duty to uh to stand there and no, shout and good. scream and yeah. make noise so sure. just to kind of um line it back up um with our viewers again so at that point um obviously you've got another four years until the next mm -hmm. olympics um, I assume you could have decided to go pro then if you wanted to, but you decided to, to take on another cycle and go for, you know, the 2020 Olympics. Yeah, it, it was it was really difficult because, you know, I, I had a decision to make. Mm. and um, Probably the biggest one you've the made. The biggest one of my life at, at that time. Um, you know, we'd come back, the dust had settled. My daughter was just born. And, you know, there's a contract in front of me. There's, there's, there's signed a contract and, and, and uh, turned professional. Signed a contract commit four years of your life to GB mm. after speaking to you know good people you know my, my head coach and you know performance uh, director Rob McCracken he's someone I, I speak to a lot and I trust and you know I sat down with him and we had a conversation and he said look you know you see what the Olympics have done for, for Josh it, Anthony Joshua has changed his life without that gold medal I don't think he'd be as successful mm -hmm. or as big as he is now he says I'm just telling you from experience if you win that Olympic gold medal, which obviously you've just beat the guy that's, you've not long ago beat the guy that's won the gold medal, so you're capable of it. Yeah. If you can do that, you, you know, your professional career will be a lot easier and you, it should move a lot more swiftly. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, after after a few negotiations with, with the team at GB and, and speaking to Rob, obviously the ones against someone I trust, speaking to, you know, just good people in boxing, my amateur coach, spoke to, spoke to Joshua, and uh, you know a few other people, and you know, I thought, you know what, we'll have one more cracker. Yeah. Four four years, you know, weighed up the, the time. I'm going to be 29 by the time the Olympic comes. Mm -hmm. I've still got enough time to go and have a good professional career. Yeah, uh, heavyweights, heavyweights naturally have that little bit longer in the professional game. Yeah, I think your prime's like 32, 33. So yeah. I thought, so I thought, you know what, it'd be. I'd already been there for like eight years or whatever it was. I thought it'd be a sin to to not go and come give them this my, far. You know, yeah. So. You know, four years is a long time to commit, and it's and it's been a mad four years since. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I love I, that program has, has made me to the person I am today. Mm -hmm. GB boxing has made me into the man I am today. And you know, for all my rights and all my wrongs, it's the one place in the world where I go back to. And you know, it's quite sad, but it's, it's the most comfortable place in the world for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the place where I've, I can work my hardest. I can I can get into the best shape. I can get into the best mentality ever. Do you like training? Um, I, I love boxing training. Love love yeah. love boxing training. Mm -hmm. Not the biggest fan of running. Our strength and conditioning. Strength. Stre I do I do like strength and conditioning. You know, because it sort of interests me. Because I learn a bit. You mm -hmm. know, I'm, I've been I'm, when I first went to GB boxing, my strength and conditioning was you know, ten press ups, ten sit ups couple of squat jumps on burpees yeah and then you start and then obviously over time the sports science thing has come into it mm -hmm. so now it's you know you, you're looking at everything they've got percentages you're having your body fats taken uh, blood blood samples mm -hmm. everything you know they're full-time scientists there you're like, full-time yeah. honestly we, we have the lot we are really privileged mm -hmm. and they're, they're constantly working on ways to do things different i mean i still like the old school approach you know get on the floor do the press-ups do yeah, the sales yeah. but you know this the I think modern day boxing now, if you're not doing the strength and conditioning side of things, you're going to struggle because it is a massive help. Yeah. Mm. Do you think uh, when you eventually do turn pro, obviously Anthony Joshua, 
trains still at the AIS mm-hmm. isn't even though he's pro mm-hmm. is that something that you thought about potentially something you'd do yourself um, if you could? it's an option I think mm. it is an option you know I think it obviously do well at these Olympic Games I think it becomes a more a, a bigger option mm-hmm. and obviously it's worked well for him so you know I, I'm, I have no shame in saying I, I literally mod, model a lot of myself of what he does because yeah. look at the successes absolutely I'd, nothing I'd be, wrong with that exactly, no, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be stupid not to and you know when I, when I do see him I'm like a sponge you know I, I look at what he does how he does it um, you know he, he's, he's a good guy and someone who's good to follow so you know, if that option became available, it's something I'd definitely think about. But, you know, there is also other other trainers that, that are great. You know, I already work with, with one of them, you know, in, in a professional gym. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just a bit of extra training for yeah. myself. So, you know... Do you mind it, saying who that is? Yeah, that's Grant Smith from uh, Steel City Gym. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's got, um, he's got his son, Dalton Smith, who, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, just had a big win. He's got former world champion, Charlie Edwards, and his younger brother, Sonny Edwards, yeah. who's a British champion and whatnot. So... You know, I, I've really enjoyed. I've been working there since. I've been working there for about three months, four months, and I've really enjoyed. It's only once or twice a week, but yeah. it's something different. Mm-hmm. But it's still in Sheffield. You know, it's still at home. Yeah, so. well, I went to uni in Sheffield. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but um, I love Sheffield. Oh as well, yeah, so, I love yeah. Sheffield. Oh, what a, what a place! What <laughs> yeah, a place. amazing. We won't yeah. talk about the Tuesday nights. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it out. <laughs> yeah. We won't talk about Viper rooms on a Tuesday. <laughs> because I know I, the course, I've never been there. <laughs> um, okay, so. Next, sort of chronologically, then, so around that time, was uh, something quite a major incident in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I believe this was like late 2016. Yeah, yeah. Um, I your daughter had just been born, yeah. and you went on a night out in Burton. Yeah. And you got stabbed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so could you sort of tell us that whole story? I, I'm sure you've told the story many yeah, times. No, but it's, it's, it's something. It's something I like to talk about because it it obviously raises a bit of awareness. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that was basically, you know, the the traditional wet the baby's head sort of thing. Um, we had everyone at mine before, probably a group of 12, 12, 13, 14, I don't know, people. A lot of drink going, going down, you know. The, the aim is wet the baby's head, get get the dad as drunk as possible. So yeah. well, I was all right, though. So, you know, it was, it was in my dad's, my dad's got a little shed at the bottom of the garden. I was down there, everyone having a drink, one not. Went into town as usual, done it a million times. Um went to a few different places, ended up going to an association bar. The Holy Grail. Yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Mecca. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the Mecca. Um, and um, like I say, I've, I've been I've been all over my whole life. I've never really stayed in one place. Uh, I know people from all over the, all over the country, but I know, you know, obviously Derby's the second city to us, so mm-hmm. I know a lot of people there. I had, you know, a few ups and downs with a few different people there. Um, I walked into this place and I... Straight away, you know, just out of the corner, I spotted a group of people, and you know, I, I could tell straight away there was a bit of a, a bad vibe, bad feeling. But I sort of stayed away from it, enjoyed my night. It sort of, it was fine. Then, for one reason or another, we ended up bumping into each other, and it just turned into a uh, turned into a, well, what I thought was a fight. You know, I was in associate in, on the dance floor. Me and how brave are they? Yeah, well, <laughs> I just imagine like Little yeah. Mix or something yeah. playing in the background. Yeah, and yeah, these, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Was it middle room? Kicking lumps out of each other. Middle room. Oh, it's all right. Know, dark and dingy. You know. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what was going on. Yeah, something. Something. Some definitely some rap music. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we started getting stuck in. Um, you know, as as happens in an association quite often. You know, it's mm-hmm. fist and tables and bottles and whatnot flying. Um, it sort of it was really quick it happens and then 
all of a sudden it stops. I, you know, I go back outside because I was on my own. I've gone to get to see where my friends are. You know, probably gone to tell them, come on, we're, we're having it off in here. I've gone outside and I remember seeing uh, seeing a girl, you know, that I know she was screaming, screaming at me. I'm saying, mm-hmm. what's up with you? What's up with you? I, I can remember getting getting close to her. As I got close to her, I, the blood squirted under the girl. I was like, whoa, where's that coming from? And then everyone started running around screaming and my friend is saying, who's done this? And then there's a bit of trouble going off there. Uh, security guards come and got me. He's trying to, he's trying to uh, take me out. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, my neck, I've been stabbed in the neck and I've been stabbed in the, uh, in the leg twice. Jeez. So I didn't even realize about the leg. Yeah. I could only feel, I could, I could only obviously see the blood off my neck. So I was holding mm-hmm. my neck. Um, and then then eventually as I'm walking out I think oh I'm going a bit faint here I can feel that my jeans is covered and my, and my leg was obviously a lot worse than, than my neck was so uh, I lost a lot of blood and you know we ended up going to the, the hospital and mm-hmm. yeah I was uh, I was quite lucky yeah. um, quite lucky to, uh, to come, come out relatively unscathed you know I had a cut above the eye um, my ear was hanging off uh, stab wound in my neck two in the leg Jesus so it was it was scary it was a bit selfish for me, you know, thinking about now, maybe at that time, two week old daughter, maybe shouldn't have put myself in that situation. But at the same time, I've been to that club a million times. Yeah, just about to get stabbed. I, I feel in Burton, like, it's just the safest place in the world for me, you know, because I grew up here and I've been mm. around so much. Uh, I just thought, you know, I'd be fine. But on that night, it, everything just got escalated. Yeah. When drinks involved, you know, yourself, it, everything just seems, everything gets crazy. But that one was a yeah, it was a scary one. Anybody like get done for it, or do you know who it um, was? Or? I, I know it was personally. You know, I've I, I've never chose to speak about it. Yeah, never, don't shout out. No, 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 no. Never chose to speak. Hit subscribe. Yeah, never chose to speak about it. Didn't didn't uh, didn't didn't go to the police, and you know that's like not really not really my my way. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know that's that's not really not really what I do, but. I, I know and you know but them things happen it's, yeah. it's in the past now and, and I'm past it can you remember um, what your original thought was like when you when you said alright you've come out of the club that girl has sort of shown you that yeah. you've now been stabbed um, at what point did you sort of think I'm a professional boxer that I might not be able to box ever again was that ever coming um, to your head or? yeah well you know I've, I've got quite a big group of friends and, and like I say I know everyone and it's sort of you know it's sort of spread like wildfire Um it was on social media like straight yeah, away. Yeah, like yeah, the news you've yeah, been stabbed. It was on the news, yeah. it was on social media. I mean, the hospital, Burton Hospital, I'm not sure they were prepared or expecting what happened because the amount of people that turned up at the hospital was mm. was, was unbelievable. And you know, I'd, I had people in there, you know, just worried about me. I had people in there that were ready to go to, go to war. I, mm-hmm. I, had, I had a lot of yeah. all going on, but you know, I. It was when I think when I seen my you know my my dad was there and he was upset my mum was upset and you know when I seen that when I seen that and then obviously the the whole time the the first thing that's in my mind is I I know I've been stabbed but I felt okay mm-hmm. and then as I'm starting to I'm losing a lot of blood the only thing in my mind is oh my god I've got a two week old child of course, I love yeah. to pieces and I was just getting upset because I thought if I can't see her again like. Mm. I, or the thought that had it been an inch either yeah. way, you might yeah, not no, even it, be where it, you were then. Yeah. I just felt I just felt selfish and I just felt really bad on, on on my daughter. To be honest, I was just I just felt awful awful that it happened and 
you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm an innocent party because, you know, that night I, I was drunk and you, you do what you do when you're drunk. And I'm not saying, you know, I, I was just a victim because I probably shouldn't have been in, in that place that mm-hmm. drunk. And I don't know whether it was a barge or and not drink or what, mm-hmm. whatever happened. But yeah. My, no excuse for no excuse. Though, no, yeah. it's, no, no, there's no excuse ever. But my whole thought press process was I just need to be okay to get back and see and see that little baby. Yeah. I've got to look after her for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? So Still make it to the splash van. Imagine holding you. Oh mate, any splash was my clothes. The splash was covered in blood, mate. It was all over. But yeah, it was it was it was a terrible thing. And like I say, you're you're 100 right. There's no reason for anyone to ever ever carry a knife, let alone think about using it. A bit campaigning, haven't you, for anti like knife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done quite a bit. And like I say, any time I do get the chance to spread the word, I will do a. It's it's a terrible thing. They're terrible things, you know. If you use them in a the wrong way, obviously, knives are for chopping up your dinner, and, that, and that's as simple as that. Like mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to take them out. You don't need to. Uh, you don't need to stick it into someone else because yeah. it just causes a lot of hurt yeah. for everyone. It's a strange decision, isn't it? To like you know, on a night you go on a night out, you know, we've got my keys, my wallet. Yeah. Or, yeah. Can't forget me knife. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a strange thing, isn't it, to think that some people have that attitude. It but. is. I mean, you know. Like I say, I still can't condone it, but I know I know a lot of people come from from different backgrounds, different environments, and I think it's trying to educate them people that that this is still the wrong way. No matter no matter where you're from or your upbringing or you know what you have got, what you haven't got, what you think's right, what you think's wrong, there's just there's just no two ways about it. That's a wrong, and and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the top and bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so then going on to another sort of not similar topic, but I suppose it is a bit similar. Um, a few months later, after you've now recovered um, from your injuries, you were down in London for a WSB <laughs> boxing event. Yeah. Um, uh, WSB is like the World Series of Boxing, which is sort of somewhere between amateur and pro, I suppose, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like it's like a middle ground. So you, you box five three-minute rounds with mm-hmm. no no uh, vest on, professional for, format, professional scoring. And you're you're you're, um, you're on the team of a franchise, so we was called the British Lion Arts, and mm-hmm. every country around your well around the world has their own team. Yeah, it's a bit like Champions League of, of boxing. Yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. that's the mm-hmm. way I can explain. Yeah, it. and I think a lot of people who turn pro, having had quite a few of those fights, tend to go faster, don't they? In the yeah, pros, people yeah, like Lomachenko, yeah, and you know, people like, like that. There's been some great fighters in there, you know, current world champions. Yeah, you know, they've they've all done that, and it is the it's a real real tough format of boxing. Yeah, because you're boxing, the, you know, the best kids in the world over five minute rounds in small gloves yeah um and the referees are, are pretty pretty lenient and, and let a lot go so it's it's yeah. a real tough one but you fought the cubans didn't you and then oh, yeah. you were four nil down until you your oh, fight and then we, you we, wouldn't be nine nil down there's only oh, ten of us there so <laughs> that was that was a bad day yeah but good day for you though yeah, good day for me yeah. um yeah so whilst uh, you guys were down there a few of the people on the gb team got invited to go and have a look around House of Parliament, yeah, Westminster. We, we and was actually like doing like a um, in London. Obviously, they do a lot of work, you know, with um, encouraging people, you know, on the streets to get into sport and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we was down there just doing our usual press conference with the other team. You know, you have your stare off and everything. Yeah, and then doing a bit of campaigning for that. Just a normal day. Yeah, but well, that wasn't just a normal <laughs> day because um, it happened to be the day that there was a terrorist attack at the Houses of Parliament, mm-hmm. and uh, you were there when it happened. Yeah, um, you know. Again, can you tell us the sort of full story? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you now. So we we just finished the um, the little press conference, and it's a big building, by the way. Um, we was making our way back to where the coach dropped us off, 
and uh, you know we're walking back there's there was there was a, what I can remember is you know I'm walking through this building just looking around you've seen it on TV everyone was in the eyes of parliament mm-hmm. you have a look around you know for, to me it's just another building but I was looking around there's a bit there was like a there's a, a room that's full of art I can remember walking me a guy called Callum French Pat McCormack Claire is there I can remember it now we're walking out we're, we're in front of everyone else the whole team were in front of them by a mile don't ask me why I think we was hungry <laughs> longer <laughs> legs yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've come out and um we get to the, the door and I hear a loud bang, boom, and a scream. But it, I can't see nothing. There's a, a row of conifers and a fence probably 100 metres away. Mm-hmm. Um, and me just thinking, loud bang, scream, car crash, we're in London. It's, it's not so yeah. normal, is mm-hmm. it? Um, we're walking up towards the gate where the coach is. I see people running, people running, screaming. Once again, I don't know if anyone's ever, be, ever been in, spent any time in London, but people yeah. people running. i lived there for a year yeah, and yeah. i know exactly what yeah, you people, mean <laughs> people running people yeah. screaming it's not that unnormal it's not like it's not the most unusual thing you'd see there no. is it then my mind started to go police officer ran, ran past me vroom, vroom. two or three police officers running that way obviously me and the other two lads you know we're, we're, we're careless not of not caring the world boxers that don't really have you know mm-hmm. a lot going on upstairs <laughs> so we're, we're walk, still walking to the gate um, I felt I come around the corner and the only thing I can describe he had was two Rambo style knives you're talking this big hmm. and he was any anyone who he was just attacking like whatever he could which happened to be um, a peace of, uh, police officer uh, PC uh, Keith Palmer mm-hmm. who, who mm-hmm. tragically lost his life on that day you know he they sort of I can remember him getting tangled up and you know this um his guy was stabbing him in, in, in his back, in his head, repeatedly. Um, at that point, you know, I, I think, you know, naturally we froze for a minute. Whoa. So, you, could you see that? Were you oh, this is, this, is, uh, this is probably 30 metres in front of me. Wow. Um, you know, I, I don't know, I'd like to sit here and tell you, you know, I was, I, was th- I was ready for him to come down to me, but I honestly froze for a second, mm. like, like you do. Um it sort of went in a bit of slow motion. Then a fella comes like you're in London. You're in London. It was almost like a James Bond moment. A fella walks or starts just walks up out of nowhere, pulls out a gun, bang, bang, really? sh- shoots him twice. Yeah, kills him. Just in front of you. It's just in, it, someone dying in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Someone die in front of me. Seeing two people die in front of me. So the police officer managed to managed to run down the road a bit. Boom, fell over. Yeah. Um, you know, he's in a bad way. He's a lot of blood coming out off him. There's another fella just been shot there. Uh, one of my coaches, you know, he was, uh, he's was he been in the army for a long time. And he, uh, you know, credit to him. He's he, one of the first responders. To, Tony yeah. Davis, he, mm. he was like first on the scene. He, he, you know, he jumped down, he got right into it. And, you know, he, he did his best to uh, to help the officer. But obviously, the, from from what I could see anyway, I didn't, I, I didn't think... He was going to make it because mm. you know these these knives, like I say, proper Rambo mm. style knives, and in and out of the fella, and you know, God bless him. Uh, you know, he was he was trying to uh, he's trying to protect and serve and serve like like his job is, but you don't expect that, do you? So, no. it, and then the building got locked, so we got we got shoved back in the building. The building's locked. Yeah, you're starving still. I'm starving. No, literally, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm starving. You know, bit shocked. The building's locked. And like I say, it's a bit like a film. 
everyone in the building at this point is screaming. Mm-hmm. There, there was a, it was so crazy. So that you have people walking all around in suits. There was a, a junior school there on a school trip. Oh, no. There was, you know, there's just there's just people everywhere in there. It was absolutely full, screaming, screaming, screaming. Um, this is all immediately after. Then it's only when you look on your phone, I realised he's run over ten or twelve people on the bridge. On the way there, uh, you know. And then on the then there's TVs and their TV gets, and all you see is terror attack. So then terror it says terror attack on House of Parliaments. So then I'm locked in there with the Leicester lads, and I'm sweating, thinking, is this place gonna go up in a minute? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, because you don't you don't know. I don't know what's really what's going on. Next, yeah. And then I look around and you know like this is not not well, anyone with a backpack on. I'm sort of off the other way. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think to myself, you know what then. Next thing, my phone's going out the clappers, you know. I'm, mum, mum, I've been in a terror attack. Yeah, whatever phrase, or, you know, what, you just woke up or you're dreaming or not. Mum, I've been in a terror attack. I said, get the news yeah, on. Yeah, turn the news she on. She get the news on. So then, obviously, my whole family's in a panic. And then, because of the seriousness of it, they're like, this is the level it went to. Everyone's phone, vroom, wiped. Mm. The phone was out of use. I don't know what, like this is... In case somebody in the building yeah, yeah, so was so going to use their so phone yeah, so to do every, a bomb or something like that. Yeah. Out of use. Then, uh, like, like I say, the film style, the police come in with the big rifles running around, everyone down, everyone on the ground. I'm like, this can't be happening. Everyone on the ground, everyone on the ground. Wow. Uh, we're all on the ground. There's, there's windows, there's people in windows with, with, with guns. Yeah. There's people at doors with guns. Um, you're not allowed. You're not if you got your phone out, took a picture. You was in big, massive trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm with a bunch of cra- crazy lunatic boxers. You know, yeah. for, from the northeast scouts, is that they're just they're just crazy people. Yeah. they're just videoing about like yeah. it, like it's nothing. Um, Where were you supposed to be then? Was you were you supposed to be going to somewhere else in preparation to, for the event? Supposed to be going back back to the hotel for, for lunch. Yeah, was it the next day the boxing? The boxing was the next day. Mm. Yeah, this is like we had to wait to. Weighing in the morning, which we'd done the weigh-in, did the press conference, yeah. fights the next day. Uh, but us and the Italian team, who we're going to fight, be fighting, obviously everyone's a bit terrified, so I'm fighting this fella tomorrow. Me and him, we're, we're cuddled up in the corner. <laughs> off, off, really? off, off, you know, a bit <laughs> yeah. like, what's going on? Um, but yeah, I was in there for about about eight hours. Lots looking there for about eight hours, and it was just a lot of panic because no one would really say anything. Yeah. Then was evacuated out of there um, slowly, you know, in different little groups. Um, got on a coach and ended up getting home. I think we got home about, with the traffic and everything else, we got home about 12 o'clock and everyone was asked, listen, we can call this boxing event off, yep. no problem. Who wants to box tomorrow? The lads had, the lads had made weight, so they'd gone through all the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd all trained hard. I said, I... Raise of hands and you know five fighters, five people put their hands up and said we want to fight tomorrow. Oh, okay. We want to we do we dedicate a bit to you know everyone that's lost their yeah. lives today. So so we ended up boxing anyway. But yeah, that and then I can remember the the coach come for us outside. Tony Davis, obviously, who was on the scene straight away. He yeah. came to a he, we was waiting. We we're all waiting for Tony. He's Corman, you know. God God bless him. He uh, he was white as a ghost. Mm, he, he had no he, he had blood all over his clothes. He, you know, I'm. I've never seen a man age so much in eight hours yeah. as poor Tony that day, and I think it's still with him now. And you know, he, like I say, all, all I can do is credit Tony on that because he really, really, you know, did did what he could. 
Um, and he's, he's a bit of a hero for it, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Have you had any support um, after that day, either yourself or the people on the team? Yeah, yeah, we, we was offered it and we was, we was offered support and I th- I can remember I, my phone was going crazy because we we actually had a video, me, me and the lads there, mm. we, we had our phones out. Mm-hmm. I know this is a bit bad and it's just, but it's just, you know, the world we're in now. The, the video, in fact, the video comes out, and yeah. you know you, you see the fella getting shot and and whatnot. So there was media on to us straight away. They wanted to buy this this video. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, and I, I was just like, I need to, I need to pass this over to someone. This is a bit out of my hands now. Literally, yeah. reporters from all around the world. How they got my number, I will never know. But I had hundreds of messages. Um, the next day we fought, obviously in 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 London. Then I've gone home the next day. I'm at Mananza. Reporters outside. I'm doing wow. interviews in now. I'm on TV with Pierce Morgan in the morning. Mm. It was just all a bit, all a bit of a crazy few weeks, to be honest. Um, but yeah, they offered us support because traumatic thing. It, it's see. very traumatic to see, and you know, I, I don't know if this makes me strange or not, but I've, I don't, I've never really not got over it because it didn't really affect me. I just felt sorry for you know the officer that lost his life and everyone that lost their life. Yeah. But, it's a bit strange that I, I'm never really, it's never really affected me. No. It's just a strange one. Like, you know, later on in life it could do, yeah. but it hasn't now. Yeah. The boxes, they may be like wired slightly differently, aren't they, in terms yeah. of your attitude? Oh, definitely, definitely sort of wired different. Definitely not normal people. Yeah. Uh, okay, so if we go back to your boxing career then, so around that time then, so if we, if we think about the amateur successes you've had mm-hmm. between, say, 2016 and, and now, um, so in that four-year Olympic cycle, you get the opportunity to go to European Games, Commonwealth yeah, Games, a yeah. couple of World Championships, yeah. and then obviously the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, so you won a silver medal at the 2017 European mm. Championships, yeah, yeah. Um, despite getting quite badly injured, actually. Oh, my God. So yeah. I think, you know, like I said, we just spoke about the terrorist attack, the stabbing, everything. If I've got any luck, it's no luck <laughs> at all. Yeah, um, yeah I, got, I got injured in 2017. In, I was in uh, the Ukraine, mm-hmm. European Championships. Um, normal day. Woke up. Went, it was, um, I think I was fighting the next day or two days after. Mm-hmm. Woke up. We went to do our usual little sharpening session. Um, we're in a gym, a small gym. There's, there's a football in there. Every lad, you know, all the all tenables. You're having a kick about, aren't you? You've got to, you know what I mean? So it ends up, com- ends up getting competitive. You're with boxers as it would do. The yeah. football before you, before you know it, the coaches waiting for another coach um, to turn up. So before you know it, there's two two teams of five, five aside. You know, someone's kicked back there, someone's kicked back there. You got your goals, ain't you? Yeah. Two teams of five. One of one of the goalposts was actually a bucket. Um, bucket had a bit of water in it. I think there was a leak in the roof. That's that's, that's a level of boxing. <laughs> um, balls at the post. Bit of water on the floor. I'm obviously top striker. I'm up front. <laughs> I, you know, the goalkeeper's got the ball. I said, deliver it. You know, bring it into my chest. He's threw it over my head. I'm, I'm running backwards. I slip. Bang. Something stupid as that. My hamstring completely oh. snapped come straight off the bone snapped in half and uh, yeah the worst I mean I know I know women won't agree with me now and they're going about childbirth and you know I fully respect them for that but this was a different type of pain yeah I've got a good pain for a shoulder this was the worst pain it, it felt I'd, 
my one of my I can remember my coach it was there and he seen my face and I knew there was something badly badly wrong because I couldn't move I was on the floor for hours mm-hmm. and then it was only you know right, ambulance job here um, so they uh, you know obviously they they managed to move me back to the hotel we've we've got top physios by the way yeah. top doctors involved mm-hmm. um, right they strapped the leg up strapped the leg up I, I said look I need painkillers you know they give me some parachute no 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 get me some codeine. I'm I'm dosed up on yeah, codeine now. I can't I can't yeah. feel a thing. You know what I mean? I'm knocked out. I wake up in the morning, and my leg was black. Mm. My my whole leg was black, and I thought, wow, this is really something real. I couldn't move again. But you know, the, the decisions come. Uh, I've end up I'm waddling about basically. I'm waddling about. My leg strapped up, and you know the coaches come and say, right, listen, like you know, like what, what do you want to do? Is this the final or the semi-final? This is before the tournament's even started. I've really? Never had my first fight, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I've never had my first fight, so <laughs> you got to the final. Oh uh, well, yeah. So, so they say they say to me, they come in and say, look, what do you want to do? I say, look, I said, the thing with amateur boxing is it all all works on funding. You get your funding up by different different ways, a European medal, mm-hmm. world medal. Um, European medal, world medal. Yeah, that, that's it. They're, yeah, they're yeah. your opportunities to get your your, your funding up. Mm-hmm. I'm in the. I am. I, I'm not one for getting in great shape. I've never been. I'm just. I'm all right. But I was in the best shape. I was. I was in form. I was in good shape. I could walk in a fashion. <laughs> Have you seen any of these fights? David A. Bell, you've never seen any of the fights, go back and watch them because you're you're still really good, but you can still sort of see that. You can see that I can't. You're not really walking very well, yeah. Um, So I said, you know what? I said, I've come this far. I said, if I can can pass the doctor, obviously, when you you box in the morning, you you have to go and, you know, Mm -hmm. have a medical check. You know, the doctor puts the torch in your eyes, you know, hand to nose sort of thing, and and just a few little things, gum shield, and. Uh, heart rate whatnot mm-hmm. um you know just to make sure you safe the box and i said if i can pass that doctor i'm I'm gonna fight because because i only need you had to qualify that year you had to qualify for the world championships mm-hmm. for me to qualify for the world championships i had to just win the, the first fight so I, all i'm thinking is win that first fight mm-hmm. pull out i've drew a pole i've seen him before and i can t- i can i can take him i know, I know, I, know I can take him um <laughs> So they said, right, it, this is up to you. You know, I'm, I'm there. I'm speaking to people, and the people are saying, look, like we're not, this, you're not, we're not liable for anything. You know, your leg is in, 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 in a bad way. Um, I said, right, no worries. I said, listen, I'm, I'm doing it. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've got a young daughter. I need, I need more money. I've, I've got to go and do the fight. Um, <laughs> so I'm strapped up. I've, I've in the, I take the strapping off. Otherwise, I'm not going to pass the doctor because you have to get in your box shorts yeah. away. So I took the strapping <laughs> off. I've I've waddled down in the morning, and we're saying you have to. They, they make you sit down, and that was a real struggle for me getting up and sitting down. So You're like, that's all right. So, uh, <laughs> so this little doctor, half my size, heads up to it. Said, he said, right, mate. So I need to look in your eyes. You get down for me. I said, yeah, no worries. I've gone. What's that over there? He's turned it out. I'm fat full of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm, I'm literally I'm tears in my eyes. I'm in bad pain. I've passed the doctor anyway, so anyway, yeah. I've ended up fighting, <laughs> and like I say, I've I've managed to somehow I cannot literally can't move, and I'm in pain every time I do, and also just to top it off, before that tournament, mm-hmm. I was I, in that WSB in March, um, the day after the terrorist attack, I actually 
um, ruptured something in my hand which was desperate for an operation on but my thoughts was get the worlds the Europeans and the worlds out of the way then mm-hmm. we'll operate because we've got a bit of time off yeah. um, so I had one hand as well so I didn't have my right hand and my left hand so I could use it but only on adrenaline yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean? which leg was it? it was uh, my left leg ok so you yeah. didn't have your left leg or your right hand uh, but uh, left leg. <laughs> if it was a horse you'd have been put down <laughs> right oh, right right it right was, right was your whole right hand uh, side uh, of your body right, yeah. <laughs> right leg. you jabbed your way to the yeah, final so, then well, the, the, the right, what I said was, I can remember in the change room on the warm-up, bang, bang, on the pads, I said to him, I said, my coach said, look, I can't, if I throw this again now, he's going to fall off. I said, I can't do it. <laughs> I said, he said, well, you, what you do, you can't fight, you've got one leg, you've got one leg, because you can't fight. I said, well, once I get out of there, my adrenaline's pumping, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll chuck it, you just do. Um, so I've gone out there and, yeah, I managed to, I managed to, I managed to win that fight. I've gone back to the hotel and people are like, oh, that must be it. Then call it a day. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I can win another fight. I, I, I've looked at the I said, I can win another one. Who did I box? I ended up boxing a French kid. I beat him. God. And then uh, they're saying, I've, I beat him. So I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, I've got the Norwegian kid left. I said, I can beat him. He said, you've got one leg, one arm, man. I said, I, can, I said, I'm telling you, I can beat him. Boom, I beat him. I'm in the final. <laughs> And I, but in the final, I've got a tough fight. I've got the U, the Ukraine number one. Yeah, he he pulverized everyone in uh, Ukraine. In Ukraine, mm-hmm. and it was one of them moments where I'd, how can I say it? So Ukraine isn't the most friendly place to anyone, especially not if you haven't got white skin. Okay. So it was one of them places. Yeah. Um. So I walked out to booze the the monkey noises the no, light no. yeah, it was it was it was bad um and i knew the t that obviously the tv there beat you super heavyweights in, in bo- amateur boxing usually l- lightest fights first up to the heaviest fights mm-hmm. so always going to be last they've moved us in the middle for the prime time tv spot for mm-hmm. this superstar i know i've had a really good fight with him and you know i'm, I'm thinking this can go either way i, th- I think i might have done it they've given him on a, on a split for anyone that knows that means that two judges, I think five judges, three have gone for him, two have gone for mm-hmm. me. But it was diff- different in the rounds. Like they'd, they'd give it him by one judge, would give it him by one round. So it was very close. Yeah. Right? And you know, looking back, you might have just nicked it. You know, if I'm honest. But yeah. I was proud anyway. Um, <laughs> Should be on uh, one leg and. And then it was uh, it was like right, we'll get back. We'll sort the leg. We'll get back. Get me back to England. Sort the leg out. Um, sort the leg out. A bit of physio, mm-hmm. whatnot. We'll be good for the world. Uh, got back and I can remember getting back and I was at my mum's one day and I'd gone out one night and there's no po- terrible parking down Cully Road. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so I'm parked around the corner outside my nan's and it was wet. And it, but at this point, I'm still stumbling around thinking, I need to get back to Sheffield to get this sorted. Yeah. Wet, wet night, early hours. Oh, don't say it. Boom, I've slipped. I've slipped. I've slipped. My phone, this is just me all over it. It's just the tip of my life. My phone, my phone's gone flying. Boom. I'm on the f- middle of the road, a little quiet road, Addy Road, soaking wet, water coming down. <laughs> My nan's ass is close. I'm literally on foot. Help, nan, help, <laughs> nan, help. <laughs> they're fast off, they're fast off. Shouting your nan because you're about they're to fall. Fa- that's, the wrong, that's the wrong way <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, fa- they're fast off. Um, luckily, someone's walked past. I said, oh, oh mate, mate, mate. They, obviously, I think they thought I had a skinful. I was stone cold mm. sober. I said, mate, 
I need you, please do me a favour, I need you to go and get my mum. Yeah, obviously, no one else, I need my mum. <laughs> you know what yeah. I, mean? I need my mum. Um, she's gone. And she's going, right, what we do? Are we call an ambulance or what? I said, no, no, just get me home. I said, so we end up dragging, the stranger has got me his car and, and picked me up in the back of the car, <laughs> took me outside my mum's house, and we end up going into my mum's house. I said, look, mum, it's really bad. So she's, then she's taped me up, yeah. she's taped me up and I'm just on the sofa I'm spending that night on the sofa because I can't move I said get, get me as many painkillers as you can they're going in <laughs> anyway. did you know exactly what you'd done at this point the full extent no of the no, no, no. no so then I've rang I've, in the morning I've rang uh, my I think this is like a, probably a Sunday morning I've rang emergency star rang our head physio I said look I need this he's gone leave it with me he's rang me back straight away we've got you a uh, we've got you an emergency scan in Sutton Coalfield at a private hospital mm-hmm. I said no problem can you get there I said yeah I said, I'm, not got any, I'm in an automatic car I can, I can drive it over there no worries yeah. obviously I'm still drive. I've got there I'm on, I'm on I've gone in this thing I think he's got right you've pulled your hamstring and I'm in this you know the uh, the, the CT scan sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. so I'm in there 20 minutes come out and I'm just like ushering myself up putting my shoes back on and the woman's come out um Obviously, it's not their job. They don't really know what's going on. But she's come out and they must know a little bit. And she's come out and she's looked at me. She's gone, you've really hurt your leg, you know? I said, yeah, I know. It's killing love. I said, it's killing me. She goes, she's gone, no, you've seriously, seriously hurt your leg. She And she showed me this scan. And she goes, that is supposed to be there. And I said, obviously, I'm still not knowing the seriousness of it. I've gone outside. My phone's rang. It's the physio. He's gone. Oh, they've just rang me straight away. They've told me if you want to, if you want to box again or, or walk properly again, you need mm-hmm. to go from Sutton Coalfield to London, mm-hmm. and you're going to be operated on at six o'clock in the morning. To have it reattached. Yeah, to have it reattached. I said, oh. what? That's good. I said, what's happened? He goes, your hamstring is is no longer connected to what your bone was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said, you're just you're joking, man. You must be joking. He's going. You need to get to London now. Nah. I'm thinking myself. I, I could drive, but I said I can't drive to London. You know what I mean? I just didn't have it. Have, have it in me. So I rang my best mates, uh, Josh and Mikey. They've, they've come straight to me. Took me to London. Dropped me off at. Dropped me off outside this little private hospital on a little back street. London's a crazy place. Mm. You won't think it was a hospital. It looked, nah. it looked just like a house. Yeah. I've gone in there. Lovely little hospital and uh, up by Madame Tussauds. It was kind of good there. Yeah, that's near Baker Street. Yeah, that's Baker Street. Doctors yeah. roll like that. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, 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 I'm in, a, I'm in a hotel. They've dropped me off straight away. So I've gone there in a hotel. I've rang a ta- rang a disabled taxi. They've come and got me in the morning. In the morning, a, a wheelchair, wheelchair in the taxi took me there. Took me to the hospital. That was it. I was in the hospital, operated on. Um, yeah, the doctor come in. He told me. He said, "I've never seen nothing like it." I've got a picture and I'll show you. I'll show you after, but it ain't for the faint heart. Could you that? send it to us? Because I you could put it into the podcast. You could overlay it. I can do it. You're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to blur it. You're gonna have to tell them. You know, this is very graphic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that happened, and oh, it was it was just the worst time ever. I was. I think the the rehab for that was was just awful. I was in I was in a leg brace for for about six months. Couldn't, couldn't walk on on the crutches. And then after the six months, the real rehab started. Um, but like I say about my hand, uh, the, the, the thing was, I'd had this operation I was going to be at. Mm. I've, I've obviously they've said, listen, we may as well get your hand done. Do it at the same time. Do it at the same price time. One. Yeah, he said. He said Full he said, MOT yeah. job. Yeah. So, so that was it. Leg operation in London. Two weeks later, 
off to Manchester, hand operation in Manchester. We've got to take the bone from your hip and put it into your wrist and hand with a bit of with some metal. So this is like so that's is that what I was going to say is that what the scarring is from? That's fused now. That is wow. that's fused, and you can get a picture of that in a bit if you want. So yeah, that, that's that's a but that's that's better now that it's ever been. That's like a hammer now. That is that can yeah. go for a wall. Um, but yeah, it was just an awful time for me. You know, when you, when you're an athlete and the last thing you need is an injury, a lit, a lit stubbing your toes bad enough, and then but to have them and to come back from it, knowing full well knowing that I knew the Commonwealth Games is coming up. This is going to be you know push and shove whether yeah. I make it. Yeah. So, so obviously yeah. you missed the 2017 World Championships. That was completely off the cards at that point. Yeah, it was yeah. like a, once again went out there supported the lads in uh, it was in Stuttgart. Were you sort no, of strapped Ham- up? And... Yeah, I was on, on my crutches and stuff there. Yeah. You know. I think you know the few of the super heavies there were you know were a bit buzzing that, that I wasn't <laughs> there. You weren't there. That I wasn't yeah. there, but because that in that form there, I feel like I would have won the world championships. Yeah, um, which is a obviously it's, obviously it's an obvious massive, massive achievement, yeah. but actually within the context of the sport, that's huge, it's isn't huge. it? The Olympics, Olympics is the biggest, well known, but if you win the world championships, it's, you, it's, it's very rare, isn't it? Rare, so, certainly rare. for a British fight. We, we only had one, one Frankie Gavin, Frankie Gavin, yeah. in two thousand six. So that that would that would have been lovely, but yeah. wasn't to be. So then I suppose it's a case of recovery and all eyes on the Commonwealth Games, mm. um, which is on the Gold Coast in yeah. twenty eighteen. And uh, yeah, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so the recovery was recovery was long and hard, and like I say. And everyone that knows me knows that you know I'm not the biggest salad lover in the world. So, so uh, you know I, I think I, I think I piled on about three stone. You big eater? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. 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 A little bit of a big eater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, I piled on probably about three stone, and so it was a case of then getting back in shape. My, ment- my mentally, I was all over the place. I you know depressed, eating, drinking. You know, with the help of everyone at GB Boxing and, you know, mm-hmm. the people around me, I'm, somehow I managed to get back into a fighting shape. Um, I went out two weeks before we go to Australia. Mm-hmm. I went and boxed the WSB in Italy against um, the guy that I'd boxed before the time before. And I boxed really well, really good show, nearly knocked him out in the first round. So I thought, you know what? I will give this Commonwealth yeah. Games a go. You know, I, I'm all right. The hand, the hand held up. That was the, that was the main one. The leg was feeling okay. I was still heavy. Was there still a potential that he wasn't going to go then? At that point? Oh yeah, yeah. It was mm. that was touch and go. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, they asked me the question straight up. I'm straight with Michael. They asked me straight up. Are you good to go? I said, Yeah. Get me on the plane. Yeah. Get me on the plane. So obviously you have all the kit fitting and everything like mm-hmm. that. All the press and promotions and stuff. Next thing you know, we're in uh, we're in the Gold Coast, and uh, yeah, what a place! What was that like? Gonna say a, amazing. What, oh, Australia, like uh, it's a long way. Oh, God, it's a long way. <laughs> but it, I've been there now. But it was uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Brisbane, then down to the cold Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Beautiful place, beautiful people. Um, Do you like travelling? Because I asked the same thing to Nathan, didn't I? Because he's a he's a tall lad as well. Mm. I imagine it's not the most comfortable flying and stuff. It's all right if you get you know like if you get like a little bit of first class and stuff yeah, like that. Team GB perks. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 I forgot yeah. about yeah. that. <laughs> it's all right then. But no, don't don't get it twisted. It's never really that. I mean, usually it's you know when you get to the desk with your passport. All right, love, you got any uh, emergency exits? Emergency rows, you know, you get that little bit yeah, more room. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's <laughs> usually the case. So, uh, but obviously this time we're going to Australia. I said, look, I said I need. A bed, yeah. so I, I they sorted me out. They sorted me out. So yeah, um, Brisbane for a training camp for like uh, two weeks in Australia, mm-hmm. 
and then over to the Gold Coast, which is down, down the road. Yeah. Unbelievable time. Like I said, great people. I've never met people just so ex- they're just excited about everything. Mm-hmm. Australians, I've never seen a sad Australian. They're all <laughs> just so happy. Like yeah. you walk down the street and they want you to sign their that. They're walking down the street. You know, there's people in like designer clothes. Will you sign this for me? I'm, I will do. Like I'm only like a little boxer. Yeah. yeah. And but I think you know they really embraced it. That they held a really good come off games. Mm-hmm. Were you like one of the faces of the te- of the team GB team? Yeah, Team England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you were. Yeah, you? I was involved in a lot of stuff in, in the build up. What's that uh, like? Is it tiring or sort of um, marketing? It's, it's, it, 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 if you let it be tiring, but mm. you know, they're really good at working around my training schedule. So yeah. it was just really good for me, really good for my profile, really good, uh, really just good to get involved and get in the spirit of the game. Mm-hmm. Come off games is it's a little bit less pressure, you know, it's just an enjoyable time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, so it was, just, it was just good. And I knew we had a good team going out, so I knew. The vibe was going to be good, and mm-hmm. we'd, have, we'd have a real good thing going. And on this god, it was—it'll it'll take it as one of the best experiences of my life. It was—it was brilliant. Um, out there, we've we've shared a room with you know my best friend Galal. Then, then like Galal Yafai, Galal Yafai, one of my best friends. Yeah, so shared 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 the room with him. And then we went, you know, me, Ben, Ben Whitaker, Chevron Clark. We all, all shared a room, and we just had a great experience in this. Uh, in because you have a you have a village like an athlete's village. Yeah, I, was, I said this earlier. I was going to ask me about that. That yeah, must be so something you're looking forward to the Olympics as well. Oh yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. So What's like, it like then living in the athlete's village? So it's like um, obviously you're mixing with all the other sports. So that's a bit difficult being a boxer because we're automatically the boxers that are the naughty kids basically <laughs> basically you know there's never really a, a boxer that it's, it's just a sport for you know like poor naughty not poor but they always sit on know, the back seat yeah of the coaches, yeah yeah like the, the, yeah. Naughty, the naughty kid sport sort <laughs> yeah. of yeah, you, could, I mean? you compare yourself to like the sailors yeah, or the yeah, cyclists yeah. things like that at the olympics you'd be different slightly different people it i think di- we're from different worlds basically <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean so it was difficult because i think you know the, the, the day we got in the village there was a few a lot of complaints the noise the language the yeah. you know the, it's really like a working class sport yeah work, that's oh, what yeah. it is a work, full on working class sport yeah. you don't need money to do it you need no. two, two hands a punch bag mm-hmm. and that's it um, but you know we ended up we ended up people people grow we grow on people they started to love us you know the rest of the sports you know we're in, we're, in, we're, we're funny we're yeah funny lovable yeah, rogues yeah, yeah we don't take it too <laughs> serious you know what I mean yeah but it was good. There's all the other countries. You know, you got the there's Team England block of flats here, big block of flats, and you got Australia here, Congo, mm-hmm. Cameroon. Every, you know, every, everyone. Mm-hmm. You got all these different countries, different religions, different cultures, all in all in a confined space. That's awesome. Games room, uh, bar. For obviously, for when people go out the tournament, there's like a bar there. You know, all free. Um, 24-hour dining, you know, obviously nutritious food yeah. and dining. And, you know, they're, I think they were sponsored by maybe like Fanta or something. So there's as much Fanta as you could drink <laughs> with your eyeballs. Um, there's trams all over. Take you straight down from the uh, straight from the athletes' village down to Surface Paradise, which is like the main bit of the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's just all lively down there. Mm-hmm. So it was a wicked place. I had a great time. Yeah. They had some good days out, didn't you, with the lads like, on the beach? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, after especially after after we'd all. Because we did so well, I can't remember the exact number. I think we might have got seven, seven goals or something like that. And like, like I said, there's ten weights. We we absolutely smashed it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we we did so well, and afterwards, 
you know, I, I would have liked if it, if I didn't have you know Mila, my daughter, I, I would I would have been, I would have stayed out there stayed for out a there month for a, a month or something. But yeah. obviously I had to come back. Some of the lads stayed out there, and you know, some of them flew from there to America, Thailand, and people just you know we we done well, and the coach said, look, you can have a little bit of time off, enjoy yourself. But I think you know, I think that. Um, I think the goal to Gold Coast had, had enough of the boxes anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was actually um, at the Beach Hotel pub um, near the McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In Burton. And because uh, it was Burton Albion against Derby. Yes, it day. was. It was, yeah. And uh, me and all my family and everybody, we were all sat outside yeah. that pub drinking an amazing, really hot day. Yeah. And then on the big screen outside, um, a live stream of yourself yeah. in the final yeah. of the Commonwealth Games um, against, I think it was India, wasn't India, it? India, Indian guy, yeah. Um, so everybody used, I think it was also the same day as the Grand National. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah. It was, it was it, I remember it was a good day. Didn't yeah. they beat us and it was like... Yeah, but no one's bothered about that. Once no, you no, no, we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone, everyone's attention turns to the screen. Yeah. Then uh, that's the moments that, that really makes me happy because I've got some videos of um, the loco in town, mm-hmm. all my family and friends, everyone gathered there, and then he's, they're the, probably the videos that make me the happiest ever. You know, just that result, uh, and in the blue corner, you know, yeah, I think it was a red corner actually. I think it was a red, which makes forget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fraser Clark, you know, the roar, everyone, everyone just went crazy, and it was it was just one of the best moments. I think it was blue. I, yeah. I watched it yesterday. Yeah, it might have been blue, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we were all watching it at the beach and mm-hmm. uh, yeah amazing because you you won the gold medal so yeah, yeah um was that the the biggest achievement of your of your life at that point? so so far definitely. yeah that's like um you know like i say it's prestigious it's, it's a big deal mm-hmm. um you know you, i go places now and people recognize you for winning commonwealth games yeah is, you get a great platform at bbc and everything else mm-hmm. so um yeah I, I really enjoyed it it's a good time in our 2018 i won i won that medal it was a uh, it was something I'll look back on forever. Yeah, you can really see on your face, like, it's not just, it's not just joy, it's like a bit of sort of relief, and, bit, and it's, yeah. it's that whole, like, like say, you're looking at, what, a year, probably, yeah. 18 year, months, a maybe. Year, a year, I think I was, I was out, I was just out, I was just out for over, over, probably 16 months. Yeah, yeah I think, like say, no one other than you probably knows the exact struggle that you went through to go from oh, the end of that injury to, to that point. You it, must have... It, it, it was one of the one of the worst times of my life that moment. And then to have that at the end, it was like, like I say, like all I felt like was, yeah, thank yeah. God. Yeah. So then, the next year, 2019, you finally get the chance to go to the World Championships. Um, and again, this is probably where, Brace yourself, this is where we're now going to probably talk go. about um, probably the, the downside of yeah. amateur boxing. Yeah. Um, so Fraser's won his silver at the European Championships and then got injured, as we've just heard. Wins the gold at the Commonwealth Games. You're flying at this point. Um, the World Championships, you're looking on to probably medal, which is a great achievement. Um, you won the quarterfinal against Russia. So th- it was in Russia. You beat a Russian guy in the quarterfinal, which in amateur boxing means that you guaranteed a bronze because yeah, everybody, yeah. every semi-finalist gets a bronze. Bronze so. at least, yeah. Yeah, so that's a massive achievement, right? You've won the, you've won the quarterfinals. And then they took it away from you on um, sort of a reviewed... Judge's decision, um, which is very controversial. Um, like I say, the Russian fighter in Russia as well. Um, tell us what, how <laughs> so, so, so basically, like I say, on, on the build-up to, to the world again, you know, I wasn't in the best vein of form. You know, I'd have been to a few tournaments and, you know, lost lost people that I shouldn't be losing to. Mm-hmm. You know, discipline was probably a little bit 
off and training wasn't wasn't going great and you know these things happen in, in any sportsman career you know mm-hmm. things with finger things just wasn't sort of as they should be do you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, but i thought you know this is the chance now go to the world i'll proper make a good statement here i'm going to do well you need a little bit of luck you need to box well in my head i'm, I'm always thinking you know like obviously just a boxing mentality is you know i can beat anyone and i just thought you know what I'll win the world championships here. I'll make history. I'll, I'll especially after the after the first mm-hmm. fight, first fight, boom, I'm boxing. I felt all right there. Second fight, I've drew. I've got a tough draw. I've got the Frenchman, who two weeks before was in Russia. He come to England training camp. That's what we do. We always okay. go different camps. Mm-hmm. You know, different people over sparring. Two weeks before that, he's punched me from pillar to post for nine minutes. He just battered me in front of all my mates, in front of all my coaches. <laughs> the last thing they're thinking is, you don't want to draw this French kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall, southpaw, he's in great form, battered me. But I will say, and and people will know this, if you're in boxing, sparring is sparring and fighting is fighting. Mm-hmm. It's a different thing. It, people might not get that. You know, the, the big gloves, the head guards, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different thing. It's not quite the same no, adrenaline. No, 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 no. Not the not as much on the line no, as it would be. Not all, thing. but mm. but like you say, uh, you know, like obviously the people closest to me will know that I was I was focused again. I didn't have that. F- then other fights, I didn't really have that focus. But like Danny, she 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 will know. Like I said to her, I said, "You just watch the look on my face from when I, when I come out of them curtains. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on it, and I knew I was on it, and I got in there and." I, you know, I thought to myself, yeah, you, you really hurt me the other week. You embarrassed me in front of everyone in my team, the coaches, the whole gym. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got out of the ring and up with the huff and a puff and you know, I went outside, I kicked the door off and I was, I was really annoyed. Um, and so I thought, you're having it. And yeah, and, and that was that was like a 75% Fraser Clark and I really, really give it to him. On the, I could mm-hmm. hear the noises and, you know, my, my, my head coach was really, was really happy, really proud. He said, that's, that's the closest I've seen you being back to you. Then I've seen you pre-injury, yeah. So it, it was a good moment. Um, then obviously I come the next draw, uh, tough draw again. Russia, Maximum Babin. Uh, this is a fighter who, by the way, who has, has been around the amateurs for a long time and has beat Tyson Fury, David Price, myself, and Joe Joyce. Mm-hmm. So he's got a good resume. Yeah. But I thought once again, you know. I've got I've got height, I've got reach, I've got speed. He's just a good fighter. I'm a t- I'm tired, you know. I've had, I've had a tough fight the day before, mm-hmm. but I'll get this. I'll do this. I've got in there, and it, it's annoying because looking back now, I know I'm better than that than that performance. Mm-hmm. But still, the judges are put on the side of that ring to make a decision and do a job and judge a contest. They judge that contest. They judge that I won the contest. And it was a very close contest. I know that from being in there. Mm-hmm. He knows it's close. I know it's close. Everyone there knows it's close. But they made that decision. That I won the fight. Mm-hmm. Once again, my hands raised. Um, unbelievable moment for me. I made history in Burton. There's been no other world medalist. And that's the massive mm-hmm. thing for me. I've got my funding up. Helped me provide, look after my family again. Um, I've just beat a Russian. I've got an opportunity here. I'm two fights away from becoming a world champion. Mm-hmm. It's it just in, in boxing. It just oh, that just opened the doors for you. Yeah. When, when when you turn professional, you'll be announced as world champion, world medalist. So I'm in the changing rooms now. You know, I've just won. 
the teams around me, everyone's buzzing. It's like a party. Like, it's like literally like a party. You know, people. Yeah. I can't. I can't believe it. I've seen Maximin, the the Russian lad who I fought. I said, congratulations, mate. Great fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was tough. It was really close. You know, I said, best of luck to you. Best. You know, I, I know he's got a young family like myself. I said, love to the family and everything like that. Because you see these guys over years on, on the circuit. Yeah. So. I don't hate none of them. You know what I mean? If anything, I'm, I'm probably too friendly. I get, I get on with them. I mean, she, she gets on at me all the time. Danny says, you know, you got to be a bit more vicious. But you, can, you'll catch me having a cup of tea in the morning with a couple with some of the guy. I could end up fighting him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Just, just na- nature of me. But then when it comes to fighting, don't I can go through you like switch. nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the way I am. Um, he's not happy. There's a lot of shouting going on. A lot of Russian voices. I don't care. I, I, I'm straight away first phone call to Danny on the phone one blah, blah, blah. I see one of the um, I see a Welsh guy that I know who's quite high up in Aiba he's on the judging panel head of the judges mm-hmm. I see him walk over to my coach and I can see the look on his face he's walked past me all smiling he couldn't even look me in the face he's gone over to my coach uh, told my coach my coach has come over to me and said can I have a word I said, I said, I said oh, what's up what's up they're uh, they're appealing the decision. I said, can can they even do that? Is that, is that common? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, no, it's the first time it happened. That's really? the first time it happened. In I think they could do it thirty years ago. But it's the first time it's ha- first <laughs> time it's happened since. So the, yeah. So he's co- he's come over to me. They're appealing the decision. Well, at that point, I'm in. I'm I'm mad now, and I've gone from being on top of the world to I'm just very very very. Angry, do you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of the fact that you're in Russia and the car's Russian? I'm aware of the fact <laughs> that I'm in Russia. He's Russian. My coach said, "Don't worry about it." I said, "Don't worry about it." I said, "It's going to be overturned." Like, yeah. I know the game. I've been around too much. Mm-hmm. I know the Russians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what's going to be like. Anyway, I've gone back to my hotel room. He's like, "Look, until we earn anything else, I get this knock at the door." They've overturned it. My heart sank. I'm on the I'm in tears, aren't I? Yeah. I'm in tears because people won't understand. I could cry now. People don't understand that much that I mean to me. To people, it might be just a mm. piece of plastic. I've been doing this since I was 11 years old for moments like that. For the opportunity to go and become world champion, that was ripped me to shreds. That was, that, at that point there, I, I probably thought, well, you know what? I don't want to do this no mm, more. Yeah. It ripped my heart Because that's worse. Like, if you just, if you just not, Seven shades of shit out of you and and, and outclassed no you. Problem. You'd accept it, no wouldn't problem. you? But to to lose it like yeah. that is or awful. even if you just lost on points. If, if, if the original if decision was just lost if on points. They said to me, on, I think you've lost on a on a three-two split, which is the closest you can get in boxing. I go like this. I should have done a little bit more. Yeah. And I still look back now. I think, so like I say, seventy-five percent, a hundred percent. Fraser Clark can go again. Go again. More mm-hmm. combinations. More shots. More shots, which neat, which would have, which would have left it out of the judges' hands. Yeah. So, as much as it's broke my heart, it's a very, very massive lesson. Yeah. You don't leave nothing to chance. You no. keep going. You keep going until you've got nothing left. I, I did have nothing left, but I had more. I, sh- I should be fitter and I had more gears to go through. But like I say, you know, oh, that was that was a real low point for me. And then I'm uh, we're in Russia, and you know, anyone that knows me will know that I, I can I can get a bit animated. I was very upset. Um, very upset, yeah. and I was at the tournament. The coach, I think the coaches know what I'm like as well. You know, like I can, I can really become a bit of a nuisance. So, mm-hmm. um, I said a few things to a few different 
Russian people, which which didn't go down too well. Um, next thing, my coaches come and say, "Listen, mate, you've got to go." I'm thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get moved to a different hotel here because yeah. I'm being a nuisance." I said, "No, they want you at at, at the, the country." Really? I says, "No, I says no problem. Get me get get me flights sorted." I said, "Get my flights sorted." <laughs> what was it, about two hours? That was it. I was at the airport. God. I was at the airport. Won't be going back for a holiday anytime. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was at an airport. My mate had gone out of the competition as well. I said, right, come on, you'll come with me. Mm-hmm. I said, he was like, I don't want to be here anyway. So we, we got on a flight and we went home. But I think that was as much for the reputation of GB boxing yeah. and my reputation. Because, yeah, it was a good decision. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't you don't want to be messing around over there because you know you don't want a little umbrella up the arse. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so saying as well that um, Aiba, the um, we were like the governing body or were the governing body for um, mm-hmm. amateur boxing worldwide. Um, they were also in charge of boxing at the Olympic Games yeah. as well, um, and then sort of not that this was the thing that mm. caused that, but this as well as some other issues, corruption and things like that. Um, they're now banned from running the boxing at the Olympics, aren't they? I, I, I personally think that may have been the final yeah. straw. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think obviously there was a lot of corruption in Rio. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people got banned for you know for betting. Mm-hmm. These judges that are judging the fight were banned for betting. And what about the Michael Conlon, the Michael Conlon situation. Yeah. You know, he, he was he was badly done against the Russian. Russians are in charge, so mm-hmm. it was it caused the you know it caused the big stir and then. You know, I can only I can only say that uh, we've got a uh, we've got a, a women's world champion, uh, Lauren Price, very mm-hmm. good fighter. She got to a world final a couple of months later. She 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 lost originally, and I think our coaches thought, you know what, we're gonna we're, you we're can appeal, appeal. We're, we're yeah, yeah. appealing, stuck in appealing, and they won it. So oh, okay. So the next week she comes back in the gym. I said. I've done that for you, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, enjoy that world. Cool, no, a little bit of world champion, mate. But yeah. Never mind. But yeah, like I say, you're living and you're learning. Horrible experience. Horrible experience for anyone. Um, I'm not bitter about it once again. It's yeah. happened. It happens. Maximum went on to the next fight and didn't even throw 10 punches. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's just happy with his bronze. The difference is I would have given everything in in that next fight mm. against the, the already reigning world champion. To, uh, to try and get to the final yeah. but like I say it is what it is yeah so with that change of um, of governing body as well there was for a while a bit of a dark cloud over whether boxing would even be allowed at the next Olympics which would have been massive wouldn't it because boxing's been in the Olympics for hundreds of years hasn't it I mean like like I say uh, I, might be, I might be being biased here but apart from the 100 metres final the boxing's everything it's you the know, best thing at the Olympics you, isn't it if if you you get a bunch of people in 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 the street, right? You can go and watch. You can go and watch someone swim up and down a swimming pool there. No offense to anyone. Or you can go and watch someone jump over this or jump over that or you know uh, anything any other sport. Or you can go and see these two men up here have a have a punch up. Yeah. I know where the crowd's gonna be. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Two seven, <laughs> two seven foot eighteen yeah, stone yeah, blokes yeah, trying yeah. to beat each other up. That's just what, <laughs> that's just what it is. But it would have been a shame. But they've made the decision and uh, yeah. So we. Uh, we, we, the show goes on yeah um, cool so just wrapping up with the uh, the final few bits now we're just going to come to like the, the present day yeah, so no obviously worries, no worries. all eyes were on yeah. 2020 yeah yeah and um, <laughs> this little thing called Covid came around and, and kicked us all up the arse so oh. tell us kind of what that did for you kind of mentally obviously because I can see the gold medal is still like a massive obsession with you isn't it I imagine oh. that's the oh it's, it is an obsession and you know it, during this Covid crazy things happen i think i think it i think it it sort of went down the pecking list of things that i want to do in in life but 
it's definitely at the top and it's by, by a mile. It's, you know, mm-hmm. even my life ambition is to be a, lim- a world champion professional fighter, but big, even bigger than that, a world Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's a select, you ever, everyone in the, in the world, and then you find the, the bunch of people that are Olympic gold medalists is a very, very short, you're a special person. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's, 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 that's me. And, you know, people people might think bad of me for thinking that, but I want to be amongst that small group of people. I really rate that. I think as well, because in pro boxing, there's so many belts now at the top, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have four, five, World six, champions. arguably, yeah. at, at one time. Whereas, yeah. like you say, Olympic champion, super heavyweight is one every four years. One every four years. It. And it's like I say, the list, the list is great. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, March. But I'm in. I'm down in London. I'm uh, boxing at the Copper Box in the Olympic qualification. Okay. You know, I've I've had I've I'm supposed to box one night. The opponents pulled out. Uh, everyone was supposed to come down. Friends and family. Um, next thing you know, the uh, the event goes from tickets being sold to it's going to be behind closed doors. I can I can see what's coming a mile away here. Uh, next day, I'm supposed I'm supposed to fight against the Italian guy Russo he pulls out the fight for some reason he's not very well or something annoyed again you're going to fight the next day Croatian no worries a WhatsApp group message everyone on the landing now they're acting the tournament after this next fight uh, the coronavirus at that point I was very much oh, what, what even is it like you know, yeah uh, this is very early on very early on this is March yeah. March 8, 18th 19th maybe yeah. um no suggestion that the Olympics have been cancelled at that point. No, nothing, nothing to do with the Olympics. Just oh, this, oh, three weeks we'll be back on. Do you know what I mean? We'll okay. have to get sorted again. Um, everyone's home, gutted. I'm another mo- emotional blow to me. I was ready there and then. Do you know what I mean? Gutted. Um, we get to. Uh, I'm home. Next thing you know, we're going into going into lockdown. Well, what do you mean? This many people are dying a day. This many people are dying a day the world stops you know covid come mm. the world stops I, i'm out in the streets there's no one on the roads you can't get into the shops the food's gone off the shelves there's no pasta there's no toilet roll <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, i went into sainsbury's i can remember and i was thinking like i've heard a bit about it but i'm sure it's not a big mm. deal went into sainsbury's and the, the, like everything was gone like yeah. the shelves were completely empty yeah. i think there was a bit of a few packets of crisps Try wiping your ass on a packet of crisps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. I've tried. Um, <laughs> but it? no, it was ridiculous. But it hit so quick, didn't it? In like Ooh. a short amount of time. And then that's it before you know it. Every, like, the gym's closed. You're not going back to the gym. Yeah, so what was that message to you then? Because obviously there'll be people out there who the message was right. You've been furloughed for a month or whatever or reworking from home for the foreseeable. What was the, for the Team GP, what was the... For the minute, we don't know what's going on. Stay at home, stay safe. That was the first message. Mm-hmm. Couple of weeks later, right? You need. Can you get a punch bag set up at home? Yeah, no problem. Got that sorted. Right. Um, a couple of weeks later, doing a bit on a punch bag. Just keep yourself ticking over. Go for a run if you can mm-hmm. on your own. Or right, keep the social distancing rules. Blah blah blah. Um, just keep ticking over. Next thing you know, right? We're sending you. We're gonna get some stuff transported to you. We're gonna get you a bike transported, a push bike. Got me. Sent me that. You know, get out, do some biking, save your legs. Did that. Bad idea. Big, big man my size on a bike. It's just dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> Especially not on the, you know, like the, the cheapest bike from Alphys. It just wasn't even 
ready the whole meal. <laughs> Imagine it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to do it. I tried to do a swad to Burton trip, and it just it was scary. Um, yeah. Next thing, another shipment. I get I get some weights, a bike. I get my mate to knock me up a squat rack in the garage. The garage has become a gym. And then nothing. No, no. It's just, everything just goes quiet for a bit. You're just training yourself. You're then, training so. myself. And yeah. Then eventually. You know, Zoom became massive with everyone, didn't it? You know, mm-hmm. during the coronavirus, Zoom, we started quizzes. doing, <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we were doing the quizzes uh, two or three a week, bottle of wine, quiz, yeah, just talk rubbish. Uh, <laughs> next thing, you know, um, we're doing Zoom sessions now with the coaches, mm-hmm. you know, there's 12 boxes on, on this Zoom session and they're giving you different themes and whatnot. And that was it for 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 a long time, yeah. to be honest. So, what's your si- what's your situation now? Are you like working? So, so uh, towards next year. So, yeah. So if we we've been back in camp now for eight weeks. Okay. And there's been there's been nothing going on. So we was back to be back, but there's n- nothing to work towards. Now, luckily, this week, which is something that I needed desperately, just because I find it difficult to work with no goal in sight. Do you mm, know what I mean? Yeah. I need short term goals. Right? Yeah. Obviously, Olympics is a long term thing, but I need short term goals to keep me on track mm-hmm. keep me focused um, now I've got a fight date which is 10 weeks I'm going to box in a tournament in Poland mm-hmm. just the, just a tournament I think it's just to keep everyone just to get everyone back in the ring we've got a training camp in Germany so we're back training now and it's still difficult you know we, we're still following uh, the, the regulations uh, to keep safe and everything like that you know we're having to wear a mask when we train and, and stuff like this it's really difficult um, mm. but it, it's better than it was and like I say you know the coronavirus was 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 that one of them things where nothing else really matters. You know what I mean? People were dying, so I can't sit here and, and complain about not going to the Olympics. You know, we're supposed to we're supposed to be the Olympic last day of the Olympics, like last week. I was upset, but you know, a lot of people have lost their lives, so yeah, the world the world had to stop to try and to try and overcome it. I suppose. Yeah. So the Tokyo Olympics has been postponed for a year, mm-hmm. so it should be next August then. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all eyes on all eyes on that. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's going to be some ups and downs along the way, and you know, like like now now's one of them times where you know things aren't going as as well as they once have. But you know, the fighting mentality that's been ingrained yeah. in me is you know I'll I'll grip my teeth and I'll I'll do what I can, and you know me and my family and we'll all get stuck in together. Well, just just imagine where you were 12 months before the Commonwealth Games. Exactly. So we'll we'll all get stuck in together mm. and we'll uh, we'll get through it and. You know, we'll, I'll have to be, be a lot of selfish times over the next 12 months, but, you know, still the end goal is that Olympic gold medal. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad to say, and and it, and people might understand, but everything goes on pause for that Olympic gold medal. Yeah. Like the, my world can stop as long as I'm working towards that. And it's, it doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. That's 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 life. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Um, so obviously, um, headlines kind of dominated by COVID. Um, I know you're a pretty open guy, and mm-hmm. as you as discussed earlier, like you're happy to discuss any. Topics, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that kind of came into the limelight a lot um, over the past few months was the whole uh, like the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah, yeah, things yeah. going on in America yeah. over here. Yeah, massive. Um, and you know, I know a lot of our subscribers would love for mm. you to give your kind of insight on that and kind of you know, has it ever you touched on it earlier about some of the chants and uh, yeah, 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 in per- certain countries. So we went to Poland, didn't we? Oh, we went yeah, to a football match Poland, and yeah. they were booing I've, I've had it in um, Poland, black yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, have you ever experienced it? Has it ever held you back? And just what's your view on it? In, um, in it's, it's, it's never really held me back because, like, I, I've always been, I've always been that person. I'm large, a bit of a larger than life character, and you know, I've never felt it to the extremes where it's made me 
super duper upset. It's made me angry, but it's not made me. It's never made me to upset where I felt like mm-hmm. I, I've never, I've never, I've never had it where someone who's a stone cold racist. I've had people say words out of anger, and I, I do believe that you know that it's a racist slur that comes across. But I don't believe they hate black people. Do you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or they dislike black people. Some of them do, some of them don't. But um, I just feel like. It's a lot of confusion in the world at the minute, you know, you know with, with this that's going on. I think, you know, like, I keep the all lives matter things or what about white lives and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah, we get it that we keep get it that we get it that, that we get it that all lives yeah. matter. Like, I, I get that. I really do get that. Like, my life is as important as your life or the next person's life. And it doesn't matter what color I'm, you know, we, we've all got red blood. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think people need to, to wake up and realize that. If you open your eyes and you might not want to believe it, but if you open your eyes and look, the, the, the things happen to people of of color yeah. that, that that don't happen to, to other people. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and then so, on the flip side, inequality in terms of opportunities. Exactly, so. like you know that that the, the the opportunity thing. I think for me, other than just the violence, that might be that might be the biggest side of it for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a sport where it doesn't matter if you're black, white, blue, orange, or mm-hmm. green. If you can box, you can fight. You'll get respect, mm. you know, and you'll never, you'll never be judged on where you're from, you know, what, yeah. you, what your beliefs are, mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm a lover. I'm a big lover. I'd like say, uh, I can walk into any country, city, wherever. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I am. And I'm, this, and that's me with everyone else. We've got no yeah. prejudice, no racism mm-hmm. towards anyone else. If you're good to me, I'm good to you, and, that, and, that, and that's how that's how I'd like it to be in the world. You you treat me how I treat you, yeah. no problem. So I, was, I was thinking this earlier when I was thinking about this question because obviously we, it's a touchy subject, mm. and I was thinking like the vast majority of the greats in boxing, you know, um, you would say are, are black fighters. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's right. a lot of heavyweight. And, and then, yeah, so then I thought, oh, that's great, isn't it? And then I, I had a moment to reflect, and I thought. It, it it actually just shows though because it's you know it's a fu- it's a sport where the the working class can prevail and isn't it a shame that it's not that way in, with every in sport? everything yeah, yeah. Well, if everything. you look at the like the two biggest sports in the UK are, are both that because they're working class sports and that's football and boxing really yeah. and they're both sports that are, you know there's a lot of representation of black men in both of those sports which is great but then it's you look at sports things like cycling and Formula One, yeah, Lewis, yeah. Lewis Hamilton, for example, is yes, the he's only black driver the, yeah. of all time in Formula One. Yeah, <laughs> just, I'm just saying yeah, that some people that may not like quite get it and, and mm-hmm. just and, look at that. It's and, obvious. And, it's the and, working and class. I'll tell you what, why that is. Though. It's like for me, that's that's not even a bit. Lewis Hamilton's the only the the only black guy in Formula One, and I'll tell you for why, because Lewis Hamilton's dad's black, yeah, and yep. his mom's white. Mm-hmm. Where he grew up. Where they're from, they've got a bit of money. They're loaded. The, before that, the, mm. before that, I'm talking before he was born. Yeah, his dad's black. Got with his mum, made Lewis Hamilton who's a black man. They live in a good, nice area. He's got the money to go and do Formula One. Yeah, he's been through that. That's the only reason. Yeah, uh, every, everyone. Uh, that's the reason he's the only one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just that's just the, the look of the draw. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, his, exactly. his, dad, his dad, his dad took his mom from the right pub at the right time. And it, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's how it goes. Like, um, I'm sure you know if if there's if there was more black people that did come up with his upbringing and his quality of life, there'd, there'd be more yeah, exactly. one drivers. You know what I mean? But yeah. just mm-hmm. unfortunately, there isn't. But like I say, my sport is a diverse sport for the world. 
you can you can grow up homeless. You can grow up like Manny Pacquiao is one of my favorite fighters. He yeah. come up with nothing, mm-hmm. and now he's you know in the Philippines he's the big he's like he's the man. Do you yeah, know what I mean? he's mm-hmm. running for like president or something daft like that. So yeah, yeah he's a senator of Philippines. Yeah, he also so. plays for Philippines basketball team. Yeah, yeah. I think obviously the Black Lives Matter movement was um, inspired by the death of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously that's a police brutality issue. Yeah, that, that's, that's a problem. But do you think that is in? Think that's an issue in the UK. I, I've seen it. I, I've, I've definitely seen it. I've definitely seen it. Um, it is an issue. I think you know. I think understanding different culture would definitely would definitely help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's so much where, where I'm from in Burton. You know, I, I've had a bit of brutality towards me, but on at the time I've had brutality. I'm a six foot six boxer who's been a nuisance. I don't mm. think I think I'd have been treated the same whether I was black or black or white mm. on them times. But I see where people are coming from. You know, in your London, uh, your Birmingham, your cities and stuff. You know, you see see a lot of bad things happening. But it's, it, you have to be careful how you word things. I don't want to upset no one. Yeah. But, but I feel like the the police the police are the biggest gang you could have mm-hmm. and I think they, I think they target gangs and I think you know you, you, you see these cases on um, on uh, Instagram and stuff where people are people are people are innocent you know like they've pulled someone over or they've stopped someone in the street stop and yeah. search and these people are because they, they could be wearing if they're wearing a suit you're alright mm-hmm. if you're wearing a hoodie and some tracksuit bottoms you know what he could be a criminal she could be a criminal I don't like that. I yeah, don't like yeah. It yeah. I mean, if 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 you stop ten people, you stop ten black people, and and two of them are carrying knives or committing a crime, fair play. Do you know what I mean? Fair mm-hmm. play. But you you've got to, you've got this selective of this and that. More likely to get stopped. I, mean, and I, sp- I speak about it all the time. I mean, I think naturally, and it is difficult. Like I say, it's difficult again. You have a group of a group of white lads walking down the street and a group of black lads walking down the street. Two two women walking up the street. There's a, it's a weird one. Naturally, it's just it's just strange to me because I, it doesn't make no difference to a little bit of a difference to me because I know what they're saying. But people are intimidated by the black people more than the white people, mm-hmm. and this is maybe because of some people haven't mixed with other people. I've always mixed with, but where I first was born, Broadway Street. You got black, white, Chinese, Asian, whatever, and I think you know if people start mixing more and understanding more mm. from from the kids, it's got to happen from the kids. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because then that imita- in- intimidation doesn't happen. They're just another bunch of people. Yeah. If, you're, yeah. if you're shouted away from people and then you see people, well, I've heard stories yeah. about, about them. Or yeah, yeah. But if you don't know them, do you know what I mean? So yeah, you have, to, you have to bring people into the culture, like. How do you think you could do that? Do you think sport would be a good way of I doing that as well? I think sport's the best way. Mm. Com- competition's the best way. Yeah. You know, you, you watch some of these, see some of these films, you know, you watch and, and they're based on this and they're great films. You watch like your, um, your, your coach Carter's, your, um, any given Sunday, things like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one, Denzel Washington, uh, American football film. Remember, uh, remember the Titans. It, these are all about, you know, black and whites, sport overcoming racism. Do yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's a great way. It's not everyone's way. And I, you know, I don't think the problem will ever be solved no. personally because this comes from it comes from generations and generations. Yeah. 
but I think it can be helped. And yeah, better, it was a great time to. Um, it yeah. was a. It was a great time to to de-life the social media. I must yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, see, yeah. so you can see people's true colours. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've. I think I caught about a third of my Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I could see it. Horrendous. You know, a lot of words like these lot, them lot, and, yeah. or just why, they, why, yeah, like, why yeah. they complain all that. Like I, I, I'm not tolerating. I'm still pulling people up now. I seen someone share something the other day. A guy I know, I know him well. I pulled him up, and I put. If I see him, I'll pull him up again. And if if I see anyone, you know, who's taking it to 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 the next level, when I see you, I will pull you up one hundred percent. And depending on what you've said, depends on how I pull you up. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, I can come across and say, look, you shared that. It's a bit unreal. But if you if you're taking the piss, then I will pull you up how I feel necessary, and I will discipline you in a way that. You need to be disciplined, and you yeah. need to be you need to be taught. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So th- that's what will happen. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right as well about sport being um, a way for people to shine as positive light on things. And I think you've got people like Raheem Sterling and Marcus Rashford, people like that, great role models. You're doing, doing great things. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like I say, you know, for me, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what your background is. You're nice to me. I'm nice to you, and I just wish everyone could 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 think like that. But yeah, absolutely. I think you know the police that they, they gave it. Uh, it's be- I'm not sure I'm not in the police force so I don't know but it might have been it might become a bit of a trend you know in the police force to, to be that way especially yeah. in America it seems to be a trend do you know yeah. what I mean like you can imagine them going back and bragging you to brag- yeah that's what it yeah. seems like definitely I mean like, like I said I'm not, I'm not really involved in that sort of world with the police in, in the UK like I'm not very rarely involved in that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but you know I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to be ever neither do you no, know what I mean no, so it's not no. nice okay guys so it's time for um, questions this is called cool. okay so uh don't worry too much you look really scared <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so we have five questions that we ask every guest yeah. they're just silly questions because yeah. uh you know subscribers like to know little silly things yeah um and then uh the sixth question will be a pun based on your name yeah okay mm-hmm. so question number one your favorite meal deal so i'm talking sandwich crisps drink from a supermarket what's your go-to it's got to be, you've missed the splash fan in town, all the kebab shops are closed, I live Cali Road, Shell Garage, 24 hours, BLT, um, the McCoy's crisp, the green was it, Thai sweet chilli, and fresh orange juice. Oh, that's fantastic. It's quite exotic, yeah. isn't it? That's, that's one of the better answers we've yeah. had. That's, uh, that, it was definitely more exciting than Nathan. Yeah, Nathan went for a cheese sandwich. <laughs> That's Nathan all over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's Nathan in the team. Um, <laughs> night in or night out? What do you prefer? Doesn't help, does it? Your missus there? <laughs> no, night out because we go together and we go out, we oh, go out together. Dude. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's more the out person than me. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'd probably say a night out to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Whereabouts in Burton? Do you go to like the dial? And yeah, that's like a good like question. Your best, your favourite pub in Burton? Oh. God. I'm a fan of the dog. <laughs> you like the dog? No, the leopard. The leopard. Uh, the, oh my the rougher, goodness. the better yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah. And pubs. Yeah, I got a, I'd say my favourite pub is closed now, but I'll speak in its memory. God rest its soul. The Foresters, Orningler Road. Where is, is, is that? It's gone now. It was on the corner of Victoria Crescent. It's a few <laughs> years old now. God is rest that near Wigerson Street Chippy? Up, up, up the road, up the road. Come out of Wigston, Wigston Street, Chippy. Yeah, turn left. Uh, was it right? If you know, if you 
if you come out of Wigston Street at the other end onto Horninglow Road, you know the big road? Yeah, yeah. You do right, you go over the bridge. Yeah. You've got the navy on the right hand side yep. now, you keep going up, yep. on your left hand side. You know, oh, spice yes, oh. I know exactly. Opposite yeah, yeah, on the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, has it gone now? It, oh, it's gone now, it's gone. It, but yeah. it was a place oh, of, it, was, it was a place of, it was a place of Horninglow legend. <laughs> <laughs> um third one. Uh best holiday you've ever been on. Best holiday destination. We'll say non boxing related. Non boxing related. Yeah, so not Australia. Not Russia. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've got. It's a difficult one. Me and the lads have had a few wild ones. Yeah. I'm we went back a love last year, so yeah. no well, shame. I've had, no, I've had a few. I've been a bit now when I was 16. God. Yeah. My mother actually let me go. Um, I'm going to say Arbifa. Yeah. yeah. I love Arbifa. Yeah. It was great. Nice. I had a wicked time. Did you meet Wayne Lineker? Cool. You 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 you're not in our beef, you don't mean Wayne. You're not your standard picture with Wayne. You know, yeah. beef with you. Did you see that photo of him on Instagram yesterday? Because Ocean Beach is <laughs> finally being <laughs> shut down. He's got it, doesn't he? Oh, overlay it in. But yeah, he looked I've devastated. Got nothing didn't left. Fourth one. Do you like ketchup? That's the lead up to this question. Yeah. Yeah. Fridge or cupboard? You know, what people need to know about me is I'm not fussy. I ain't bothered, to be honest. <laughs> but, I, but I'd probably say, I'd probably say fridge. Ooh, yeah. controversial. In the controversial. first version, it said fridge. So fridge is correct. Yeah. yeah. It's not a quiz. A fridge is correct. Yeah, Once you've opened it, it should go in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, we're, we're cupboard, aren't we, I think? Yeah. yeah well, I think we're... way too laid back. Yeah, I'm a laid back person, so... <laughs> If it's in the fridge, yeah. if wherever you put it down, yeah, even if it, even if it's not in the source cupboard, even if it's under the sink, I ain't bothered. I'm still, still going to use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you drive? Yeah. Okay. So do you um, in a car park? Let's say you've gone um, shopping. Do you go nose in and reverse out in the in the car park, or do you like to reverse in your space? Oh and no, drive? I'm, a, I'm a nose in. I'm, me Sorry, and driving, you know, I'm not the best driver. Yeah, I, I'm me. not the best, especially <laughs> in tight spaces. And I'm one of them. If there's if there's a space and it's too tight, and it, and the other space over the other side of the car park, there's a few spaces. I'm driving over the side of the car That's park. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> um, and then the final question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a put on your name. It's Fraser Bark. Do you like dogs and that? <laughs> I'm a, I'm, What's I'm your favourite dog? <laughs> 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 that is such a better answer than if it had gone. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, they're, they're all right, I suppose. But, uh, you ever had one? Yeah, the thing is, it's a sore subject because I'm six foot six boxer, and my mum and my sister have always had dogs, and obviously it becomes the family dog. We've had a thing called an Alazalapso. Google that. Yeah. Little furry, that big, and now we've got a Shih Tzu called Pumpkin. Right. That big. It's even worth the hassle to bend over so and stroke I, so it. So I've never been. I can never walk down the street with a dog. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it just it just looks wrong. <laughs> Derek Chisora has got ch- like chihuahuas. Oh yeah, he's, he's got chihuahuas, <laughs> but he's, he's quirky. I'm not. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm, I'm just plain Jane. But um, yeah, I do like dogs. I say my favorite, probably um, favorite dog, probably Danny's sister's uh, Rocky. He's a um, what is he? Sharpe, yeah, he's a nice dog. What's sort of, what's that like? A... You know, they've got the fat face, like wrinkly oh, face. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. I'm not really a dog man, but me and him get on. We have fallout from time to time, but he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. Um, right, so you've mentioned him a few times, Mr. Joshua. Mm-hmm. Mr. Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, we did just want to briefly ask about him because um, kind of it, we can't shy away from just how much media attention he brought to the sport, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, elevated, he's elevated everything. The, the media, 
the money. It's all yeah. gone bigger since. And he girls got... taking an interest in boxing as well because obviously he's a good-looking lad. He's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's all right. He's all right. Here he is. There, there look. He is. Yeah. I'm going to turn that one first. Come into me first. I know she's she been looking at it for the last hour. <laughs> no wonder every time I ask her, you're right. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but um, so we went to like a meet and greet thing, didn't we, in Bolton with him? So it was like a, it was a bit cheesy thinking about yeah. it. it Bolton. Like a, yeah, it was like a, the the Macron Stadium. He had a meal. There was a comedian, and then Joshua mm. came. He had a photo. Yeah, with yeah, him. I've seen it. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've like seen a it. dinner show. It yeah. was in February 2016, so he just beat Dylan White, and yeah. then it was a couple of months before he yeah. fought for the first yeah. title. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Nelson was coming round. Yeah, so asking questions us questions. And, like that, yeah. and some someone said like, any um, exciting boxers coming up? That, and he said Fraser Clark straight away. And oh, we we were. So yeah, just to just tell us a little bit, what's your relationship with him now? No, you... Do you know what? I, I've not got a bad word to say about him. Um, I've known him for a long time. I've seen him go from from rags to riches. Mm-hmm. Literally, I've seen him go from a, a, a young lad with with a bit of a lost way and you know being in a bit of trouble to an ambassador of the sport to a teacher to a to to a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, to a to a bloody multi multi millionaire, but that, you wouldn't know that. Not you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that. No, he might. He's got better teeth now, and <laughs> you know he drives a nicer car. But you you wouldn't you wouldn't know that. You know when he, when you come through them doors of a boxing gym, you're another boxer. And you know when we when we finish with the tape on our hands, the little the the, the younger kids in the gym. And the, the the balls of tape getting launched around the gym. He's not missed that, you know. He's just mm-hmm. a big, he's just another big target. So, yeah. and he takes that well, and he, you know he he joins in the banter. He's just he's just another normal geezer uh, with a mad mad burning desire and drive, unbelievable drive and better discipline than anyone I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, he just strives and strives, and and you know they say the harder you work, the luckier you get. I think the harder you work. You know, you you just do you just do well, mm-hmm. and he just he just done well. You know, he, he looks after he's now in a position where he can look after his family. Mm-hmm. It's the dream. That's everyone's dream. My dream. You know, buy your mom and dad a house. Yeah, his relationship thing, with his mean. mom seems to be quite a big thing, doesn't it? But he's you know he's an inspiration for me mm-hmm. for all the other boxers, and he he come from humble beginnings. Yeah, and it stay, keeps it like that. You know, when yeah. you um kind of around him, or did you have any contact with him around the kind of the first Ruiz fight because I obviously I imagine he went through a bit of a, a dark yeah, period yeah, at that stage. you know I was in I was in the gym I was there for the full 12 weeks mm-hmm. obviously I think the first week or so I did a bit of work with him sparring soon realised you know the dimensions are all wrong <laughs> I'm 6 foot 6 Ruiz is little <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah so I, that's the only camp I've not, not done work with him for since since he's turned professional mm-hmm. other than that I've, been, I've, been, I've done 10, 12 weeks of sparring every time yeah um, it was difficult for him you know and it showed you what he is a true champion you know you bounce back you, you put up you shut up you come back into the gym there was no he went old school no fancy haircut the hair was growing the beard was I growing I loved the hair and you, the white yeah, shorts it yeah, awesome, you, didn't it? You, get, you get the work done you're right you're wrong we, we lay in bed and watch that fight and we was astonished you know you think it's unbelievable that's the sport of boxing and that's why that's why people are excited because it takes one shot a heavyweight one shot you can be small tall fat thin one shot can all change but mm-hmm. like I say he come back he writ his wrongs now he paid his dues in the gym learnt brought the right people into the team won it and you know still still congratulated Ruiz again yeah no excuses no, no excuses 
you know, he got he got beat on the night, and that's 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 the sign of a true champion. And other than that, he's just a, just a nice person. Uh, if we didn't box, we'd probably be friends because he's a nice person. Yeah. You know, we don't see each other all the time. We're not we're not best friends or nothing like that. But mm-hmm. he's he's a good he's a role model, and he's someone that if if I'm I feel like if I need an opinion, boxing related or some advice. He's definitely someone I pick the phone up to. Yeah. yeah, there's quite a popular saying in boxing. It people seem to say it was Marvin Hagler or whoever it was who said it about um, it's difficult to get up for your morning runs when you're wearing silk pajamas. Hundred percent. The idea being that once you've got to the level of an AJ or a mm. Mayweather or something, 100%. how do you go again? How do you think people like, like say Mayweather, Canelo, you know Klitschko towards the end when when they've got so much money that that extra bit more is not really worth it. How did they motivate themselves? It's, it's think? an obsession, isn't it? So I think it gets to a stage where you you set goals all the time. You set one goal, you go on to your next one. And these kind of people, once they've got it in their head, if they don't succeed in doing it, they've failed. And they people these people hate failing. Yeah. And I'm talking whether we're on the track and, it, and it's a little bit of a race or you're doing sit-ups. If I'm doing 10, he's got to do 11. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just it's it's a mentality, and it really is. It's a good mentality. It's something that I'm trying to develop myself now because you know I feel like I've probably been lacking in it a little bit. Not that I've got silk pajamas because I can't afford silk pajamas, <laughs> but you know that's the kind of that's that's the drive you need. Where yeah. there's no excuse, nothing. You know you you oh we got we we got to do this, we got to do that. No no no, I've got to do this. We can do whatever after. I've got to do this. That's 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 the type of money is. Once his work's done, we can chill until then. It's boxing, mm-hmm. it's, it's lifestyle, it's, it's love, it's passion for, for your family and knowing that you can make other people's lives better. Yeah. I know I've got that within my grasp if I do the work. So that's why I take a lot from him. Yeah. So something that you do um, alongside the boxing, um, I assume just a supplementary income and then something of interest, is you work security at the shows as well? No, I used to, yeah. Oh, I used, used to, to do yeah. that, yeah. I don't do that no more. Um, that looks really interesting. <laughs> So what it was uh, at the time when I, st- when I started doing it, I was a bit low on cash, and yet, yeah, at first it it was just a bit of an extra bit of a cash boost, and then then it became you get the I get the best seat in the house for the boxing. I love boxing. It stops me from going out on the piss on a Saturday night mm-hmm. and keeps me keeps me you know around boxing, around good people, good, fantastic team, security alert UK. You know they're still a massive part of my career now. The boss there, yeah, Simon, Simon Cl- Roberts, Simon Roberts yeah. Clifton Mitchell, you know, another two people, go-to people for me if, I, if mm-hmm. I've got boxing questions. Um, yeah, and they helped me a long way. They they brought me through and, you know, they give me that little insight into the professional world that I wouldn't have got if it, if it wasn't for them. So, you know, always massive shout and appreciate them. Yeah, so some people watching this will know that um, in December 2015, AJ fought Dylan White. And after, I think, the first round... Mm. Um, Got a little bit tasty, oh, I yeah, would say. Yeah. A <laughs> couple, of, couple of punches after the belt. Yeah, um, people from both sides, sort of in the ring, bit of a. I thought White was right. lucky there for for that. Well, the phrase was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> lucky he didn't get disqualified. Yeah, yeah he could have easily called it a day. Yeah, he swung, oh, could have, swung yeah. well after the bell, wasn't it? The thing is, the thing is, the referees know. There's someone down there looking at them. Listen, you can't disqualify him. You'd have to do a lot to get disqualified because oh, there's course. big money on the line. Big yeah. more money and than me. Joshua and wants to destroy him. Mm-hmm. As well. Yeah, Joshua so would have been fuming. It was his first pay per view headline. First pay per view, and you know what? I'll, like, I'll be honest, I'll tell him this. That was the worst I've ever seen in box. I've never seen him box as no, bad as did. Yeah. I still knocked him out, but I've never seen him be as White bad as White gave him some issues, didn't he? Yeah, White. White's. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to watching him this weekend. Same, tough, yeah. tough. We're a big fan, aren't we? Proper geezer, mate. Proper character. He's Dylan White. He's Dylan White. Yeah, up at Loughborough. Proper tough geezer, mate. And 
a bit of controversial and you know I wouldn't like to get on the wrong side of him but he was nice to me so I can only judge him off that yeah. nice geezer hard worker yeah so during that fight when now that kicked off uh, Fraser was ringside one of the security mm. and uh, yeah you had the enviable task of jumping yeah, in there jumping and helping him out <laughs> I think you know what I think it was uh, I sort of got a little, I got a little look off the bus saying, "Go on, get in there." But if anyone's going to sort the Easter lights, it's going to be you. I say, "Yeah, thanks a lot, mate." <laughs> I was trying to pull him apart, and Dylan's brother got in as well. He's bigger than me. I was thinking, "Oh yeah, my Dean, god, here yeah. we go." But uh, Dean, yeah. But you know what? That's it. All added to the drama, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. Did you also do the security for AJ Klitschko? Yeah, we were there that night. As fans. yeah, I was, I was there. I was there on the AJ, AJ Klitschko. So I was, uh, I had, I had, I had the free run of the stadium. So I was everywhere from changing rooms to ringside uh, yeah it, it, that was the, one of the best, best boys it was the best experience not boxing night in my yeah. life it must have been for us I'd say it yeah. was probably one of the best nights yeah, oh, yeah I've been, I've, like I say I've been to hundreds of shows yeah other than obviously Frotch Groves Wembley mm-hmm. Frotch Groves Manchester I went to the Wembley one France Grove, Frotch Groves Manchester was really good Frotch mm-hmm. Groves Wembley was really good and Joshua and Klitschko top that for me yeah so, so that yeah was i think frotch groves too um was a big sort of turning point in british boxing, boxing yeah, wasn't it 100%, 100% you know once you get to the stage where you can sell out eighty thousand tickets frotch has never for, mentioned for, that has he? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for a non-heavyweight non-heavyweight well. non- mm. pay-per-view you bank you bank yeah it's crazy to think that like that was such a massive achievement to sell out wembley and not even fully sell out obviously they couldn't go to the mm, 90 mm. and now Anthony Joshua, if he doesn't sell eighty thousand seats, that would be a failure, wouldn't can, it? <laughs> you know what? He can wait. He can get out of bed and sell eighty thousand seats in because he's a heavyweight. People like to see heavyweight boxing, and and he, he's good at what he yeah, does. Yeah, so. it's sort of like I mean, it's in the nicest possible way. It's kind of a freak show, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Boxing. It is, mate. It's crazy. Like everyone likes boxing. Don't get me wrong. Everywhere boxing is just that bit special. Yeah. people want to see the big lads go at it, don't they? And it's, mm-hmm. ne- it's never usually about. I mean, I'm, but I prefer. I prefer the middleweights, uh, the lightweights and bantamweights, you know, because I, I prefer the skill side of things because I, mm-hmm. I know the sport. But, you know, your average household man wants to see the two big lumps not, not shit out of each other. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean? that casual fan base, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. the, you know, you go and watch football all day or down the pub and then mm-hmm. you go home and get a few beers and, like, yeah. say, you, you want an 18 stone against a 20 stone. That's it. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk to you about, like, family life. Obviously, you say you've got your daughter mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, so what's that relationship like and how's that changed you as a person? Oh, yeah, you know, you know, me and me and my daughter, you know, she's, she's the love of, my, love of my life, you know. I, uh, me and me and her mum split up, you know, when she, when she was young and since then, I, you know, I've been with Danny now for about a year and a half and, you know, my daughter... My daughter now loves her more than she loves me, um, <laughs> and, it, and it's amazing, you know, for me. It's the biggest like stress relief of my life because you know it's a big worry. Once once you split up from someone and you've got a child, you know, you think is, is anyone going to want your child or mm-hmm. take to him? And you know, Danny's Danny's unbelievable, and I can't thank her enough. You know, she's she's like she's took to Mila so well. Mila's took to her so well. They've they've got a bond that you, you can you can only dream of, and I've got a bond, you know, with both of them. I love them both to pieces and. Like I say, we can talk about this boxing and everything else and all that, and my career, we could bang on about it. When it all comes down to it, as long as you know them two are happy and and safe, and you know they've got a roof over their head, that that's that's all, that's that's why I'm doing this. Part of you know massive reason to why I'm doing it, yeah. other than the selfish reasons mm-hmm. that you know I, I'm obsessed with doing it. But yeah. ultimately, you know, it's to provide for them, and you know, and like I say, get my mum and dad, buy my mum and dad a nice big ass, look after Mila, look after Danny, set set our futures up. And I'll be happy. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Amazing. So the penultimate question we have for you then is, um, you know, what's the 
what's the the future goal? What's uh, what lies ahead for Fraser Clark? You know, well, we've got we've got I've got I've got to qualify for these Olympics first. So this this next twelve months is critical for me. Um, the next few months, even you know, get get back into good condition, get my head where it needs to be because you know I'm I'm no different to anyone else, and I know a lot of people struggle with all this this mental health stuff. Uh, I'm no different, you know. It's, it's been mm-hmm. a difficult time for me. Um, so once my head is back engaged, and I feel like from this week, it is mm-hmm. it was I've had good talks with good people, I made made the changes, made the gonna make the sacrifices again, which which I sort of let go. Um, so qualify for the Olympics. Do well at the Olympics, you know. Gold medal is what, what I want. If I get Olympic medal, I'll be happy. But Olympic gold medal is the dream. Turn professional, uh, learn the craft. I've, obviously, I know I'm, I've been boxing for years and learn, but you got to learn. It's a different sport. Learn it, do well at it, succeed at it. Mm-hmm. Secure financially, secure my Danny's and Mila's life, and then go and win a world championship. I retire a happy man. Mm-hmm. I'll go into probably after that. I'll go into uh, you know looking after some you know maybe the naughty kids sort of thing you know i'm good i'm good with them mm-hmm. um probably try and open a open um i don't know something and get, get scholarships going for kids or something yeah. like that you know give a bit back yeah something like that i want to do you know something to do with education and, and sport because a lot of people forget that you, you education is important i have I've, I've got no education i'm, I'm not educated mm-hmm. um the school of life taught Fraser Clark, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, but I, I'm trying to bang it into people's head that, you know, it's important to get educated. So if we can mix that with boxing somehow, you know, academy sort of thing, yeah. then then I'll do that definitely. That's really nice. It's really nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so our final question then, um, same question we ask every guest. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could go back in time and give one piece of advice to the 18-year-old Fraser Clark, what would it be? Be more disciplined. Discipline yourself. Mm-hmm. Nothing by halves. All or nothing. 100% to everything you do. 100%. That way there, you'll live with no regret. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. Just be disciplined. And I say that to anyone now in sport, in life. If anyone's got any goals, the only way you're going to do it is you've got to be disciplined. Yeah. Perfect. Amazing. Well, yeah. thank you very much, no Fraser. Worries, guys. Been great really chat. enjoyed great that. Chat. Thank you. Um, thank you guys for watching. Uh, please remember to subscribe, uh, like the video. Um, we've got a few more good guests on on their way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming thick and fast at the moment. So thank you everyone for your support. Thank you, Fraser, again. He's been Robbie. I've been Tommy. Thank Cheers. you. Thanks, Fraser. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Thank you.